It's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from ffchamps.com. Green throwing back of the end zone. Leaping grab. Touchdown. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Champs. Week three in the books. Week four is here already. I am Bill Enright. With me is Todd DeVries. Todd, after this weekend, we're going to be a quarter of the way through the 2013 season. Hard to believe, Bill. The season is flying by. It always does. Uh, You know, after the... I think you've been kind of saying this all season long. The Thursday night games really ramp up the speed of the weeks flying by you. So you have the Monday night game, Tuesday, Wednesday, boom, Thursday, uh, the new week already starts. I know, they all kind of blend together, don't they? Yeah. They kind of just bleed into one another. So it's hard to kind of separate what's going on. But um, we'll do our best, Bill. And it was kind of a weird weekend in the world of fantasy football. A lot of disappointing uh, players, to say the least. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Running backs, I think. Still having a big problem with a lot of the running backs. Good Lord. I don't how know what's getting, going on uh, with them. How about me losing by two points, getting a nice, healthy goose egg out of Hakeem Nix? Thanks. Thanks, Hakeem. Oh, Hakeem Nix, Dwayne All Bob. I needed was two stinking catches and 20 yards. Couldn't get it. No, lost by a point and a half to oh. some schmo in my league. That's the worst. Was undefeated, not undefeated anymore. Terrible. I won by a point and a half in my DraftKings head-to-head uh contest that i did this week you nice. must not have had any giants on your team cash in my uh cash I, I like that pending you know the bonus it shows shows up in your deposit amount so my yeah. available funds went up big time this week you but, like that uh, yeah i like that thank god for uh julius thomas and wes welker on monday night football whoever played against me this week i'm sorry dude you only lo- you only uh you came close to beating the expert one and a half points but i still got your money <laughs> don't mess with <laughs> bill yeah, that's right. Uh, we got a lot to go through today. Uh, let's first uh, give a quick shout-out to our producer, Josh Deering. What's up, Josh? How how are your teams this weekend? I did pretty good this weekend, i got to say. Uh, nice, solid performances from uh, Jamal Charles for me. It helped, really helped me along. Jamal Charles, my favorite running back in the league right now. Him and McCoy are the only guys that are getting it done each week, Todd. Yeah, you're right. It's I mean, pretty, Adrian... It's pretty sad. Adrian Peterson's doing doing a, a good job, too. But really, it's 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 those three guys that yeah. you think about the first round picks. And I think with Adrian Peterson, he's getting it done, but he's not living up to what he did last year. Not even close yet. No, not yet, not yet. Well, we do have a lot to get to today. We're going to go over the champs and the chumps in just a little bit. Talk about all the players that went down with injuries in week three, and then we're shifting gears to week four. What do you do with your lineups? Who were you looking to pick up on the waiver wire? And we do a little bit of a matchup breakdown. Todd, the bye weeks start this weekend. Oh. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers, both on a bye. So not only do you have to worry about injuries, but now you have some bye week headaches as well. Well, at least it's relatively minor this week, right? Two With teams. only two teams, yeah. Uh, next week you've got the you know four teams. It's weird how they do that, by the way. It goes four teams to. Two two teams to four, and then back to two teams. Two, then it goes to six. It's very strange. <laughs> Not so it goes two four two, two six six, 
four. And not only that, but usually the bye weeks end in around week 11 or week 12, typically. This year, they're ending in week 13. That's really late. Considering no, fantasy football. I think fo- you're wrong there. I think it's week 12. I'm looking at it right now. Are you sure? Week 12, four teams. What about week 13? Nobody. Nobody. Week 13 week th- is Halloween. Or not Halloween. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no um, there's no bye weeks there. You but sure? you're right. I mean, it, it's it, this is an added dimension here. And Bill, let's let's be honest, Bill. I mean, for those of us that have played fantasy football over the years, for I mean, for me, it's 20 years. You know, it's a pretty watered down product right now at some of these positions. I mean, you're really scrambling for uh, to get seven or eight points out of a running back. You know yeah. what I mean? And the workhorse running backs are you know not diminishing <laughs> by the week. But that's why you listen to us, because you have guys like Giovanni Bernard in your lineup that we were high on all preseason and really have come to play the last two weeks scoring back-to-back touchdowns. That's why you have guys like a Josh Gordon waiting in, in on your bench when he yep. comes off suspension, and then all of a sudden he blows up his first week back. So that's why you listen to us, and that's why you are a member at FFChamps.com. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's correct. There are guys out there that we've been kind of patiently waiting on that have come through. And Gio Bernard, let's just hope that kid stays healthy, Bill, because he's just going to get better and better as the year goes on. Yeah, and we love what we've seen from him. He played on 53% of the Bengals' snaps this weekend. It's only a matter of time before Benjarvis Greenalis plays on about 25% of the snaps instead of a 50-50 split that it's been right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and hey, you know, people that listen to our, our handcuff um, commandment with yep. Joyke Bell and Reggie Bush came through nicely this week. Bernard Pierce and Ray Rice. Yep. So, you know, you really got to – it's difficult. You really need to pay attention to what's going on. You need to have your strategies in place. You need to be ready to pounce on the waiver wire. We'll talk about that this week. You know, you can't just plug in a lineup every week and just kind of ride it out for a few weeks anymore. You've you got to shuffle it up, baby. I, mean, I had Jason Snelling in one of my lineups this week, Bill. Nice play. He, he, he produced, yeah. You know, I'm really kind of digging deep. I've kind of got like a – I've got what I consider to be kind of like a deep roster. There's not, you know, there's not any dead weight on it. But I don't have, like, a ton of must-start guys on my teams. Do you know what I mean? I hear you. There's, like, two or three spots every week that I really got to, you know, look at the matchups and figure out who to play. It's, it's, uh, it's, It's a challenge, but like you said, that's why you listen to us, my man. Do you think now, this time of year, heading into week four, do you think now it's it's kind of the time when you know the cream rises to the top here i'm talking about i'm talking about the managers in your league not necessarily the players in the nfl but it, it seems to me like right around this time of year it, there's a difference the the men are separated from the boys the cream rises to the top it, it's it's almost like you know you do have to start really putting in work you do have to really start looking at the matchups whereas before Maybe you were just riding the guys that you drafted early. They were right. your starters to begin with. You were using them. But now you're looking at the Minnesota Vikings. They got destroyed in the passing game by the Cleveland Browns. So now you're looking at the week ahead, and you see who the Vikings are playing, and you're trying to figure out who to put in. I, I, I've sure. always figured in my leagues that, that that's kind of what happens now. I totally agree. I mean, because think about it, Bill. You know, you have Colin Kaepernick. You drafted him, you know, as your QB1. And, you know, you, you kind of just start him the first couple of weeks because he's Colin Kaepernick. Right. Well, now we've got three weeks under our belt. The trends are starting to develop. You know, we're starting to see who have, who have the crap defenses out there. Sure. We're, we're starting to see, you know, who doesn't have weapons to throw to. 
Kaepernick. Yep. Um, Big problem for him. Yeah. We're starting to see these things kind of unfold. So, yeah, now's when, you know, no, if you're if you're still riding the team you drafted, you're going to fail. And a lot of guys will do that. Now's when you got to start making some hard decisions, you know. Just because we had, you know, Andrew Luck ranked whatever, number nine in the preseason, doesn't right. mean he's number nine anymore, for example. Right. Do you know what I mean? So you got to kind of change your mindset now, now that we have, have some things changed here. you got to change that mentality um, from the preseason to now. So I agree with you, Bill. The waiver wire, the injury reports, uh, the bye weeks, it makes it a challenge, and this is where the cream rises to the top. And over the next month, if you're struggling out there, you have a decent team, but you're one and two, don't be surprised. You know, the, the good managers will go three and one this month and right. you know, be back on top. Exactly. I want to quickly plug our phone numbers, 855-478-7030. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. We're going to get to the phone lines, get to some emails in just a bit. But I think, Todd, what do we say we jump over to the champs and the chumps for week three? All right, Mr. Bill. The showstoppers, the studs. Woo! And who were the losers, the bums, and the duds? Bill and Todd identify the champs and chumps. I almost talked over our beautiful intro there, Bill. Yeah, I love the part of the showstoppers because that's what Woo! my team my team name is, the showstoppers. Is that your voice? Woo! No, I think that's uh, someone from one, another one of our radio uh, partners. Uh, yeah. I thought it was you. Sounds like Sounds you. like me, yeah. It sounded so like you watching your Giants on Sunday. Oh, God. Or it sounds like me doing a Ric Flair impression. Woo! Right? Isn't that <laughs> Ric Flair? He used to do that. I hear you. QB champs, Bill. Run them down they, for us. All right, so QB champs. These are the guys that you love this weekend. These are the guys that carried you this weekend. Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints, 342 yards and three touchdowns. Cam Newton ran all over the Giants, passed all over the Giants, 223 yards and three TDs. He also had... 45 rushing yards and a rushing TD. You saw him do the Superman, ripping his jersey to display the big S on his chest. And then how about this guy, Todd? You'll never hear me say that the Tennessee Titans quarterback, Jake Locker, is a quarterback champ the rest of the year. But he was one in week three. 299 yards, one touchdown, and he showed his speed too. Five rushes, 68 yards, and one rushing touchdown. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, Jake Locker didn't exactly carry uh, fantasy managers to uh, a win this week. No, that's doubtful. Unless you're in a two-quarterback league, maybe. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but Locker. no, do you? are you with me? He's not going to be a quarterback champ the rest of the year. Uh, no, his first two weeks he put out eight and five fantasy points. Right. And now he had 28 in a standard scoring league. So those were the quarterback champs. Let's go over to the quarterback jumps. These are the guys that you were cursing out, and we're going to call them out right now. Carson Palmer against the New Orleans Saints. You figured that would have been a high-scoring matchup, but Palmer only had 187 yards and zero touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions. Colin Kaepernick, Todd, you alluded to him earlier. No Vernon Davis. Anquan Bolden, uh, just more of a possession player this week. Didn't really do anything against the Colts. We saw Terrell Pryor ran all over Indianapolis in week one. You'd think Colin Kaepernick would tuck the ball and run, but he didn't. 
150 yards through the air. He had an INT. He had a fumble, and he only had 20 rushing yards. What is going on with Colin Kaepernick? And then finally, Eli Manning from the New York Giants. He just got sacked again, Todd. Can you believe that? The game is two days ago. Eli Manning just got sacked by the Carolina Panthers for the eighth time. 119 yards, interception. He had one rush for 14 yards. Eli finished the day with four fantasy points. Eli Elite. Ugh. There, he, there it is again. He just got sacked again. <laughs> Six sacks in the first quarter. I, I know. Yeah, who I started know. Carolina's defense this week? I don't think anyone. Well, I don't know. I mean, why not? I mean, the, the, the Giants uh, have been turning it over like crazy. Yeah. It's Dallas, they turned it over like 48 times in the first game. Craziness. Um, there's Colin a lot Kaepern- to, What were you going to say? Kaepernick? Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Like, what is going on there, dude? Uh, right now I'm looking online, and if you go by quarterbacks, average fantasy points per week, he's number 22 in the league. Oh, my God. Not good. Uh, do you think teams figured him out? Do you think he just has no weapons around them? Do you think Vernon Davis makes that much of a difference? Should we be worried about Colin Kaepernick? Do you think he'll play fine against the St. Louis Rams this week? What's your take? I'm a little worried. A little worried, huh? I just think uh, Frank Gore's old. Frank Gore's productive but old. Right. Vernon Davis is hurt. Right. Crabtree's out, as we all know. Yep. Bolden is, is you know, viable. But sure. what we what we're kind of finding out is they he needs someone else needs to step it up, man. Right. I mean, hey, Josh Gordon, perhaps. Hello. The good trade, maybe. I don't know. They need to jumpstart this somehow. I mean, Kyle Williams is not getting it done. John Baldwin will not get it done. So Colin Kaepernick needs someone to pass to other than Vernon Davis, who's hurt, as you mentioned, and Anquan Bolden. I still think with his rushing capability, he'd be a serviceable fantasy quarterback. In week one against the Packers, he looked like the league MVP. And then he played the Seahawks, and then just this week, past weekend against Indianapolis Colts, he looked more like Jake Locker. Him and Jake Locker switched bodies. I know it's uh, it's a concern right now. I mean, so bad, so bad last week. I mean, last two weeks. Well, Seattle. I mean, we gave him a pass in Seattle, right? Right. We gave him that pass. No one can play there. No one can play well. But look at the stat lines. All right, Seattle, thirteen of twenty-eight, hundred and twenty-seven yards, just passing. Okay. Terrible. Last week, thirteen of twenty-seven, hundred and fifty yards. I mean, he's, he, that's if you combine the weeks, it's five yards per attempt, not completion hey. attempt. It's <sighs> bad, and it's not just Kaepernick either. I mean, their defense—you'd think if I told you in the preseason that Ahmad Bradshaw would run for ninety-five yards on a touchdown against the Forty ers in San Francisco, you'd think I was insane. Their defense—it totally like it looks—they look shell shocked. Alvin Smith's now in rehab. Patrick Willis has a groin injury. Yeah. The 49ers defense went from a team that you were scared of in fantasy football to a team that you might, might actually be excited about. You're not, you're not afraid of Namdi? No, not afraid of Namdi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Kaepernick rushing, okay? First game, 22 yards, but he had the huge passing game. Right. Week two, 87 rushing yards. That's more like it. Last week, 20. Terrible. So it's not like he's getting it done on the ground at all. No, he's not. And that's where I thought he'd be, you know, 
That's where I thought he was going to be good at. I'm disappointed, but I'm not. I'm disappointed and I'm frustrated. I'm not worried yet. Let's see what happens the next couple of weeks. I'm worried, but I'm not cutting bait yet. I'm not cutting bait. Okay. No. I mean, he's got at Seattle. I'm sorry, at St. Louis on Thursday night. Quick turnaround. Better right. Better wake up quick. Um, a Seattle or a, I'm sorry, a St. Louis team that is reeling from getting right. destroyed last week. So that's that's going to be tough in the dome. And I think. I, I think last year did they tie I and lose so. and lose to the Rams? They did not do well against the Rams. I, I don't know if they tied. I know they tied. I don't know if they won that second game or, or they lost it. I forget. I'll find out here in a second. Yeah. Then they, they play the Texans, the Arizona Cardinals, the Tennessee Titans, and then they're on the road at Jacksonville with a bye coming in week nine. And even finishing up the season, they're not doing that well. Fantasy playoffs time, they're back at Seattle week 14. They're playing against a tough Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense week 15. And then they have the Atlanta Falcons in week 16. So, Colin Kaepernick better wake up the next couple weeks. Last year, okay, the two teams played twice, of course. Mm -hmm. At San Fran, it was a 24-24 tie. And in St. Louis, it was a 16-13 overtime win. So, both Mm. games went to overtime. And there you have it. Pretty interesting. All right, what do you say we go over to the running back champs here, Todd? Um, You want to run through them? Sure, man. Go ahead. How about DeMarco Murray, Bill? 175 rushing yards and a touchdown. 26 fantasy points in most scoring formats. He has come through big time in a couple games this year after being invisible last year. Jamal Charles, no surprise here, 92 rushing yards and a touchdown, 80 receiving yards against that terrible Eagles defense on Thursday night. LaShawn McCoy, the other running back in that game, he had a big game, and he also had a very scary moment, Bill. Um, 158 rushing yards and a touchdown, and he's a force. I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with. When he went down with, an in, with that injury, Bill, I I thought he was done. His reaction certainly seemed like he was done. Threw his helmet I mean, down. The, even the announcers kind of like, oh, you know. Well, I think they were all basing it off his reaction. He looked yeah. like he was crying. Yeah. And then he just tried to back out there and just was cutting on a dime. Other running back champ, Bill. How about Joyke Bell coming through as a handcuff? I plugged him in when, with uh, Reggie Bush on the shelf. 20 rushing attempts, 63 yards and a touchdown. He added another 69 in, in, in the receiving game. Quality performance from Joyke Bell. So there you go, Bill. Those are four guys that I think everybody had in their lineups if you had them on your team. Yep. I'm disappointed in DeMarco Murray because I was so high on him last year. Gobbled him up in all my leagues. Huge disappointment. This year, stayed away kind of from stayed him. away a little bit from him, and now he's producing. I am in the same boat as you are, Todd. The injury last year just killed me. I think right around this time, week four, week five, was his injury last season. So let's see if he lasts past week six. I, To me, he's a sell-high candidate. DeMarco? Yes. Sell-high candidate. Interesting. I mean, well, 175 yards and a touchdown, when is he going to do that again? No, I, think I, he I leads agree. The, I think he might be in the top four right now for rushing yards. Well, last week, I know it was a little early to be trading, but who who are we talking about? I was talking about getting rid of Vic, trying to trade Vic and Marino. And, yeah, I mean, the Broncos situation is just is going to be a headache. Last last night on Monday Night Football, we saw Ronnie Hillman get the touchdown. Ronnie Hillman get a lot of the yards. Monte Ball fumbled again. So I'm riding the Hillman train for the next couple of weeks until I'm not. In, another, in other words, 
I never know when the Broncos situation is going to change again. But right now, it looks like Noshan Moreno is taking a backseat to Ronnie Hillman. At least that was the case on Monday Night Football. Oh. And Todd, how did they choose the running back who was going to get the touchdown late in that game? Well, if you're watching late in the game, uh, Ronnie Hillman had a nice play where he kind of bounced into the end zone, right? Yeah. And they called him down at the one. So during their review, uh, the three running backs, the three amigos, sat on the sideline. And they decided, um, you know, if it was uh, first to go from the one, they were going to decide who got the carry by playing a little game of rock, paper, scissors, Bill. And Ronnie Hillman, Ronnie Hillman won that, that little rocks, paper, scissors contest. What? I mean, what? Are they and, that's just how, trying to, and that's how he got the touchdown, right? They're just trying to rub it. He scored, yeah. So yeah. at least Hillman kind of got what he deserved because he, you know, he had the nice play Brought to get to the there. goal line. Sure. He should have gotten in. So that's what they're, that's what it's come down to in fantasy, Bill. If you got Rochon Mourinho in your lineups like most people did, they missed out on six points because he, he went rock on rock, paper, scissors and lost. <laughs> That's why if you lost your fantasy game this week by four or five points, Bill, and you had no Sean Moreno and you needed those six points, that's why you lost. You got to go paper, man. Just, I can't, I mean, what is this? What is going on? How did Peyton Manning <laughs> allow that to happen? I don't know. I'm surprised Peyton didn't get in on it. Maybe try a quarterback sneak. Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton Manning can't allow those kind of shenanigans to go on in his huddle. Come on no. now. No. Take control. You know, we, we were very bullish on the Broncos running back situation. We knew it was going to be a fantasy headache all preseason long. The only guy we thought was worth drafting was Ronnie Hillman because he came in the 15th round or the 12th round compared to Monte Ball, who people were drafting in the 5th round. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh... And then, of course, no shot Moreno just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's been, well, yeah. It's been <laughs> – I'm just avoiding it. I'm just yeah. going to continue to avoid it. I agree. Um, that's a headache I don't need. I have enough headaches to deal with everywhere else. I don't need to guess who's going to win the rock, paper, scissors war every week <laughs> from those three yahoos. <laughs> Come on right. now. Speaking but hey, on, on a positive note, though, Bill, yeah. Peyton Manning is on a pace to throw uh, 64 touchdowns this year. Um, I think it's more than that. He's, well, he's thrown four per game. So four he, times 16 is... Oh, either seven in week one. Yeah, but he has 12 total through three games. Oh, okay. So four times... I'm, look, I'm looking at a stat projector. We have a stat projector on ffchamps.com. Peyton yeah. Manning, I'm going to look at it right now. Peyton Manning's on pace for 144 touchdowns and 1,200 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Rivers right behind him, 128 touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, 128 touchdowns. So pretty good for those guys. That stat projector needs to be tweaked a little bit. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> 12,000 yeah, 12, yards. Uh, well, yeah. I have Peyton Manning in one league, and it's a quarterback heavy, uh, quarterback uh, uh, scoring type league. Mm-hmm. So, thank goodness I grabbed him because he's I'm undefeated in that league. I mean, he's you just can't destroying be stopped. It. Yeah. Yeah, just, just too, forget too it. Good. The guy last night I was playing against, it was me and him. We were pretty much even going into last night. Mm-hmm. He had Walker. I had Peyton. So, oh, yeah. You won that one. Crushed. All right, who do we got in the running back chumps? Running back trumps, or chumps built, C.J. Spiller. What a disappointment. Disappointment, injury. We'll get to the injury part of it a little later. Um, he's not healthy. David Wilson, again, Bill. But is he really a chump? I mean, did we expect him not to be a chump? Hey, if you're a chump, you're a chump, whether or not we expect it or, or, you know. 
or we think you're going to do All well. Right. Well, David Wilson, uh, perma a chump, a chump's a, a chump's chump. a chump. Perma chump. Yeah. What do you Perma think? Chump. 11 right. rushes, 39 yards. That's actually pretty good for him. 3.9 fantasy points. Yahoo for David Wilson. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Steven Ridley, Bill. 11 rushes, 35 yards. Don't know what's going on there. Can't figure it out. He, he was part of the 12-12 club. 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns in 2012. This year, major disappointment. I had high hopes for him. Can't figure out that Patriots running back uh, situation. The Broncos, the Packers, the Patriots, the Giants, their running back situation, major, major headache. Yeah, the Patriots are are winning ugly, which is great for Patriots fans. Right. They're finding ways to win. The problem is they're finding different ways every week, fantasy-wise. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? We're not getting, like, consistent production out of anybody. And we'll see what happens if Danny Amendola and Rob Gronkowski come back week four against the Atlanta Falcons. Well, I um, think the long-term prognosis here is good. I think that when you get these guys back, I think that, that the Patriots' offense could click at some point this season when you get those two studs back. Right. Um, and now, because now, now, I mean, especially if you're a Tom Brady owner, because now you're going to have all these other guys that have had some experience. You know, Kimbrell Tompkins, he'll, he'll take a back seat a little bit when these other guys come back in, but he'll still be, hopefully, um, a producer, you know? Yeah, I think but the so. running backs are a whole other story. Sure. All right, Although go over the have... wide receivers, Bill. All right, wide receiver champs. We're going with the champs. These are the guys that you love this week. How about Antonio Brown? Todd, for the third week in a row, we saw a receiver complain about not getting the ball and then blow up the following week. Antonio Brown had it out on the sidelines with his offensive coordinator, Todd Haley. Brown, nine catches, 196 yards, two total touchdowns. Absolutely a career day for the wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Josh Gordon, off a of suspension, came back with a bang. Ten receptions, 146 yards, and a touchdown. He also had one rush for 22 yards. Sidney Rice of the Seattle Seahawks, five grabs, 79 yards, and two touchdowns. And then Megatron, Calvin Johnson, our weekly wide receiver champ, had seven catches, 115 yards, and one score. Uh, I'd just like to say to Joe Banner and the Cleveland Browns uh, front office, what? way to win, buddy. thought they were tanking for Teddy. They got a stinking win. Well, I think a lot of people in my survivor pool thought that same thing, and now they're out <laughs> because they picked the Vikings at home. Uh, Brian Hoyer was starting. I can't believe I, have to, I had to learn this guy's first name. Well, last week we just called him Hoyer. Yeah, and now we have to call him Brian Hoyer because he actually p- played pretty well. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. A lot of that had to do with Josh well, Gordon had... and Jordan Cameron. But did you watch that game? It was crazy. They had p- fake punts. They had a fake field goal. Jordan Cameron caught a, a touchdown pass on a fake field goal. Yeah. Again, if you're a Browns fan, you're very confused right now. You don't know what's going on with that situation. Yeah, well, you're, you know, you, you, you trade away your franchise running back. And you're like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to tank it and look to next year. And they go out and win. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. There's me. like se- are there like seven or eight teams that are a winless still in the league? Um, I mean, Redskins, I got news for Browns Giants, fans. Teddy Vikings, Bridgewater's not going to be there at number 13. Jaguars. I'm trying to I'm trying to just think. I just named Redskins, three. Giants, Vikings, Bucks, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six. six. There's six teams without a win, and there's a whole mess of teams with one win. So right now, the Browns are somewhere, you know, 13th pick. 
What do you think about that, Joe <laughs> Banner? Yeah, that's a mistake. I don't know why they're doing that. <laughs> why, they, why are they winning, Bill? Don't understand that for whatsoever. <laughs> All right, wide receiver chumps. Todd, you said it earlier oh. in the show. Hakeem Nicks, zero catches, zero yards, and of course that means zero fantasy points. That was a major burner. Another burner happened on Thursday night. Dwayne Bow, ah. one grab, four yards. Probably gonna get a lot of Dwayne Bow questions today. They don't know. People don't know if they should continue starting him, especially when you see a guy, his teammate Donnie Avery, have such a a, a, a dominant day catching the football, and then you have a guy like Dwayne Bow who just did nothing. So major major uh, frustration with Dwayne Bow. T. Y. Hill, and that's our boy. He didn't come to play against the 49ers. Two grabs. 13 yards, and then Roddy White. You can't keep starting Roddy White, people. Get him out of your lineups. Until he practices, he's just going to be a decoy. And the reason why is because Roddy White as a decoy is better than 100% healthy Harry Douglas. So just leave Roddy White on your benches for now. Until he starts practicing, he's not a viable fantasy football wide receiver. Well... Bill, you asked me, I think we played a little game on this radio show in the preseason, who, who would be the biggest fantasy bust per position. Mm-hmm. And the guy I was worried about was Bo. I just can't trust this guy at all. And yet I have him on one of my teams. And he got me one, you know, I guess got me zero points, one. 0.4 fantasy points. Right. <laughs> Actually, I have him in a PPR. So he got me 1.4 fantasy points. Thanks, Dwayne. Nice. Uh, I- I don't know what's going on there. I, well, I just... I'll t- I'll say this for everyone out there that wants to jump on uh, Donnie Avery. I mean, Eddie Royale with cheese caught two balls for 34 yards last week. That's true. I mean, we we said it. Uh, you know, we said you got to grab him if you have dead weight on your roster. But he's gonna he, he's a guy if you could get him and trade him right away, <laughs> might be the thing to do. Eddie Royale's not gonna keep up that ridiculous pace that he had. Uh, Donnie Avery's gonna be in the same boat, Bill. People are gonna pick him up, and that's fine. But I mean, it was third and twenty, third and seventeen, third and ten, and the Eagles just kept falling for the same play. Yeah. All the receivers go deep except for Avery. Drags across the middle, throw a little dump to him, and let him run around. <laughs> he never caught on to it the whole game. So, uh, Dwayne Bow, big concern. Hakeem Nix, Bill. Tell me about the John. I mean, what's going on there? Oh, they're terrible. Just really bad. How does he get right one now? target when they're down thirty-eight points? Because Eli Manning just didn't have any time to throw the football. Uh, I've never saw an offensive line play so poorly and a defensive line play so exceptionally. Uh, it was it was a best of both worlds for the Carolina Panthers. Um, it was a war of the worlds for the New York Giants. Here's they couldn't the run the ball. They couldn't pass the ball. They couldn't protect Eli. Everything went wrong. You know, sometimes when you're just I – th- I think it's from that movie – the replacements, Keanu Reeves. He talks about quicksand. And when when you're down by a lot, you just keep trying to do something that, that gets you back in the game, but it, it just ends up being worse and worse and worse. It's like quicksand. The more you struggle, the more you get sucked down into the bottomless pit. That's what the Giants game was like. There was a point when they were down, I think, 10 nothing. They had an interception. They did nothing with it. They had a uh, botched the, – the, the Panthers botched their fumble – Giants had a touchdown called back on that drive. They made they forced the, the Panthers to punt. They got a penalty on offsides, gave the Panthers the ball back. The Panthers score on the next play. The Giants throw an interception on the next, uh, or they fumble on, on, on the next possession. It was just one of those games where everything that went wrong for the Giants did, everything went right for Carolina. Here's the thing. Uh, the first two games, the Giants didn't play particularly well either, but 
Eli Manning still threw for 450 yards and 362 yards in mop-up garbage time. Right. Here, I'm looking at his stat line. You would have thought that they would have won this game 38-0 by like running the ball. 23 passing attempts? Yep. How do you throw the ball only 23 times when you're losing by five touchdowns? It was it was it was just a you know in week 1 and week 2 despite the turnovers against the Cowboys and despite playing against the Denver Broncos in week 2 you didn't think the Giants were that bad of a team against the Carolina Panthers you'd think the Jaguars would be better because that's how bad the Giants looked huh well and now they're playing the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs so lots of luck in Arrowhead yeah Lots of luck. All right, let's go to the tight end champs, Bill. Let's turn this into a positive discussion. All right. Jimmy Graham, every week this guy performs. Nine catches, 134 yards, two touchdowns. That's 25 fantasy points in a non-PPR, Bill. And if you're in a PPR, it's 34 fantasy points. Not too shabby. How about Jordan Cameron, Bill? They bring Hoyer into the quarterback position and – Naturally, everyone's worried about Jordan Cameron. He goes out, catches six balls, 66 yards, three touchdowns. And then Antonio Gates, another decent game from him, 55 yards and a touchdown. So some big-name tight ends kind of coming through this week, Bill. Major day for the tight ends. Jimmy Graham is not even entertaining contract extension uh, negotiations with the Saint, uh, the New Orleans Saints right now because he knows he's dominating on the field. So as long as he keeps dominating, he knows he's going to get that big payday at the end of the season. Uh, Jordan Cameron, one of our sleepers of the year in the preseason, came to play on Sunday. Three touchdowns, and I said one of them came off a fake field goal. Uh, Pretty nice play, pretty nice day by Jordan Cameron. All right, let's go to tight end chumps, Bill. How about Brandon Pettigrew and Zach Sudfeld? Zero catches, zero yards for that tandem. I don't think many people had them in their lineups. I would hope not. Doubtful. Martellus Bennett, two catches, 10 yards. Big downfall after the first couple of weeks where he looked, you know, he was on fire, basically. And when you get 40 points, Bill, if you just look at the scoreboard, you didn't watch that game against the Steelers. If the Bears score 40 points and your tight end gets two catches for 10 yards, that's a pretty big disappointment. Um, Bennett had three touchdowns in the first two games. He only had two grabs in this whole contest. Kind of a head-scratcher why he wasn't part of the game plan, but they didn't need him because the Bears' defense has more touchdowns than the Jacksonville Jaguars' offense this season. The Bears' defense is ridiculous every week, every year for the last couple. It's just crazy how good they are. Craziness. The last tight end chump, Bill, Gonzo. Tony Gonzalez, four catches, 24 yards. Is it time to start putting Gonzo on your bench for someone like a Cameron or uh, maybe even a Jared Cook, who was also quiet last week. Cameron, yes. Cook, debatable. If you watch the, that Falcon-Miami Dolphin game, Gonzo started off hot. I think he had three of, the, three of those four receptions on their first drive. And then he got whacked by, I forget the safety's name on the Dolphins, but he got hit hard. And he kind of looked that? like he kind of looked like he was... Oh, sh- oh, shoot, I am 38 years old, and I forgot that I'm playing professional football for a second here. Um, and then he had one catch the, the rest of the game. So he was involved early, got whacked on a play, and then he kind of quieted down in a big way. Well, he's been pretty quiet this year, Bill. Um, looking at his stat line here, he has a touchdown week one. Yep. But 
receiving yards, 36-33-24. He'll be all right once Roddy White gets a little bit healthy, um, a little bit healthier. I think he'll have a good game against the Patriots this weekend. Falcons, weren't they your Super Bowl championship uh, yes, prediction they are. team? I'm not changing it. All right, one and two. Yeah, I know. Saints three and zero. Oh. How many people had the Niners in their in their Super Bowl? I don't they're know. one I had and two. Seattle. They're I'm not worried about the Niners. Well. I had Seattle. Oh, you had Seattle. That's right. Three and zero, oh, baby. Yeah, they look. They look. Hand good. them the Lombardi Trophy. How about Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch coming out in the third quarter? Like, if I know. you have, you know, luckily, luckily Wilson had four touchdowns before he left. But Marshawn Lynch only had 60 yards. Well, one of the decisions that I – I went with Andrew Luck over Russell Wilson this week. Just, just for that reason? Well, actually, I thought they were just going to hand it off and just destroy Jacksonville with, like, defensive touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. Right. And Russell Wilson would, you know, maybe have a touchdown pass. So, right. much to my chagrin, Russell Wilson exploded and, you know, Andrew Luck was okay. You know, but um, – and I think Andrew Luck gets Jacksonville this week, by the yeah, way. they do. Pretty good matchup there for, for Andy. Ex- excellent matchup. Listen, we're just getting started here on the Fantasy Football Champs. We're going to be taking your telephone calls next, 855-478-7030. Got a lot of emails to get to, radio at footballnation.com. Plus, our waiver wire report for week four. Bill and Todd hanging out with you here on the Football Nation Radio Network. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football... You belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. 
promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Free agents, pickups, or waiver wire claims. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. The names may be different in your league, but the players are the same. The fantasy football champs are here with the roster moves you should make this week. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Football Champs on Football Nation Radio Network. Waiver wire time for week four, Todd. We mentioned earlier in the show the Carolina Panthers and the Green Bay Packers are on a bye, so maybe you're looking to replace some of your quarterbacks this week. You got Cam Newton, you got Aaron Rodgers. Some four, four quarterbacks, it's really three quarterbacks, but I'm going to tell you why about the fourth one. Three quarterbacks that you should look to replace Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton. I got Alex Smith versus the New York Giants. I don't even think I have to give a reasoning here. I just have to say an offensive player versus the Giants, and that should be uh, good enough for most people out there. You can catch on why. Ryan Tannehill, Monday night football against the New Orleans Saints. Love what Tannehill is doing down there in Miami. They're th- off to a, a brilliant 3-0 and start. And then how about Ben Roethlisberger versus the Minnesota Vikings? We just saw Hoyer rip apart the Vikings. We think Ben Roethlisberger can do the same and then I mentioned a fourth team and the reason why I'm on the fence about this one is Terrell Pryor had a good game Monday Night Football against the Denver Broncos but he left with a concussion now the Raiders are playing against the Washington Redskins one of the worst defenses if not the worst defense in the NFL so if Terrell Pryor has a concussion I don't know if I'm trusting Matt Flynn but if Pryor gets the okay to play I'd much rather have him in my starting lineup yeah, um, we talked about it last week, Bill. The NFC East defensively. I mean, do they have three of the? I mean, three of the four worst defenses in the entire NFL right now. Yeah, I, I think they might. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So it's terrible. I'm with you there. And Terrell Pryor is, um, you know, he's played better than I give him credit for. So I was disappointed. I actually have him in my two quarterback league. I have him like as like QB four, just to kind of right. hang on to, you know, sure. When the bye weeks come around, some of these knuckleheads only have two quarterbacks, and they're going to not have one. Right, right. <laughs> and I'll have four of them. Um, so it's disappointing to see the concussion because he's, you know, he's getting it done a little bit. He's he's been okay, and the the schedule for them is pretty good coming up. Like you just said, I mean, so let's hope Pryor gets back on the field soon. All right, some running backs that you'll want to look to pick up: Jason Snelling. I mentioned him first, Todd, because I think most people picked up Jaquiz Rogers last week. Jason Snelling looked at more of a fullback role, but not the case at all. We know Steven Jackson is going to miss probably a month of action. So Snelling was actually a bit more productive than Jaquiz Rogers this past weekend. I like Jason Snelling in that Atlanta Falcons offense. I also like Brandon Bolden. Now, Todd, I know Steven Ridley and the Garrett Blunt split the carries, but Bolden was the pass catcher. Ridley and Blunt, they have concrete hand they have concrete blocks for hands they can't catch the pass out of the backfield Brandon Bolden pretty soft hands I don't know if he's going to develop into that Shane Vereen role where they kind of line him up outside they can use him in a in a kind of jack of spades you know uh, uh, different kind of formations but Brandon Bolden's a guy that I want on my team because he had the six receptions I'm mostly in PPR leagues and again I'm, I'm not seeing uh, consistent performances from Stephen Ridley yeah, I hear you there. Uh, that whole th- that's just such a mess. We talked about it earlier. Um, I guess if you're in a PPR league, you got to pay attention here. Yeah, but Bolden doesn't get me too excited. 
All right, the last guy I want to talk about is Isaiah Pete, suspended for game one, got a lot of action in week two and week three. Didn't really produce much, but he was on the field mainly because teammate Daryl Richardson aggravated his foot injury. The Rams are on a short week, playing against the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night. Uh, Isaiah Pede, based on what we saw from the Colts in week three, the Seahawks in week two, 49ers rush defense is not what we expected. So Isaiah Pede might be a sneaky start for Thursday night football. Yeah, he's definitely a sneaky start. Um, I'm not terribly excited about him either, but uh, he's worth having if you're in running back trouble. Especially if Richardson's injury uh, keeps him out uh, for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and but, you know, I mean, Pete's not you know, the, the, the second coming of, you know. No, no. I mean, six six carries, 20 yards. You know, Benny Cunningham got four carries for 16. So right. it's not like they're just handing it all over to Pete right now. Right? That's true, yeah. And finally, someone to keep an eye on. I keep bringing this guy's name up, Andre Ellington from the Arizona Cardinals. They're using him in a lot of different ways. I just don't trust Rashad Mendenhall. It's that simple. Um, Alfonso Smith got the touchdown, but actually Ellington was the lead blocker on that play. Uh, pretty interesting using him as a blocker. Andre Ellington, just someone I'm keeping an eye on, Todd. I, I picked him up in one of my deeper leagues. It's a PPR so, format. I, I just like the way he runs, and I, I don't trust Rashard Mendenhall. It's really that simple. Yeah, he got six touches. Hey, you know, every year, Bill, there's a there's a rookie who kind of takes off a little bit in the second half of the year, an underrated rookie that no one no one's talking about. Right. Ellington could be that kind of guy. I mean, you know, like I said, Mendenhall's going to get hurt. He's always hurt or he's inconsistent. Ellington, you know, six touches. I mean, hey, Gio Bernard only had six touches the first couple games of the year. So right. I'm with you. I have Ellington in, in a deep league, and I'm just stashing him away. And maybe, you know, maybe he'll have – maybe he'll become a starter down the line. You don't know. But right now, that, he's definitely worth watching. That's what you're hoping for. Down the yeah. line, he becomes a starter. Never know. All right, let's move over to wide receivers. We talked about Donnie Avery earlier in the show. Uh, don't forget about that monster performance on Thursday night, especially if you're in a PPR league. But you have to keep in mind it was against the Philadelphia Eagles. How about Santonio Holmes, Todd? The Jets, apparently, they have to throw the ball at somebody. Uh, Stephen Hill, the second-year wide receiver, is more just of a straight-line runner. Uh, Santonio Holmes, veteran, can run all the routes on the route tree. So he's a guy that, if you're really looking for a wide receiver, you might want to consider Santonio Holmes. Geno Smith connected with him on a pretty nice deep ball. I was very impressed by the Smith-Holmes connection. Never thought I'd say that this year, but I was. Uh, Kendall Wright from the Tennessee Titans. It looks like Kenny Britt is just falling out of favor with the uh, coaches down there in Tennessee. Kendall Wright's a guy that gets a lot of targets. Certainly a good option in PPR format. And then finally, the guy that I'm banking on in some of my leagues because – he was my keeper going back to his rookie year, Ryan Broyles. Nate Broyleson broke his arm, Todd, in a car accident this morning. Broyles caught all three of his targets. Now he's lining up uh, alongside Calvin Johnson for the foreseeable future. I know Broyles had a knee injury last year. They kind of worked his way, uh, you know, slowly worked him back into the lineup. But with Burleson out with a broken arm, Broyles is certainly a guy that's going to have a big-time impact on that Lions offense. Well, Burleson, Bill, I mean, through three games, he's averaging six-plus receptions per game and 80 yards. Pretty good. So he's averaging six catches, 80 yards per game. He doesn't have a touchdown yet, but uh, someone's got to fill in, and right now it's going to be Burleson most likely. 
All right, and then finally we have a tight end that we want to discuss. Scott Chandler, it seems like he's the safety net for EJ Manuel. Stevie Johnson's going to get a lot of garbage time points, but we did see Scott Chandler with uh, EJ's uh, only touchdown of the day. Yeah. No? I, I got to say, Bill. <laughs> not feeling this, him? This, uh, this list not of waiver wire is not terribly exciting. It's been the pass catching, you know, the wide receivers and tight ends, not terribly exciting to me. Well, I'll tell you this. I like Broyles because of the offense that he's on. And I like Santonio Holmes because I feel like he's the only option for the Jets. For the running backs, Jason Snelling is still out there in a lot of leagues. He's someone that you have to pick up. He had a great game against the Miami Dolphins. Agreed. Steven Jackson's out for a while. And then the next three guys, Brandon Bolden, Isaiah Pete, Andre Ellington, they're someone that you take flyers on. You know, the running backs are not working out the way we kind of assumed to start the year. So that means you have to start taking flyers somewhere. You, you kind of have to go with, with potential on some I'm, of your I'm waiver wire picks. I'm with you. I'm just saying it's not, it's not the most exciting batch of, you know, players. I mean, let's, let's talk about Snelling for one second, Bill, before we move on. Sure. Um, Quiz Rogers did have 18 carries for 86 yards. Yep. So let's not dismiss the, you know, people that picked up Quiz. Um, the difference was, so, so he had 18 carries and two catches, Quiz. Mm-hmm. So 20 total touches for 93 yards. Snelling had 15 touches for 111 yards and a touchdown. Right. So the, really the touches and the yardage was pretty similar. Really the difference was Snelling got in the end zone. Uh, got in the touchdown, sure. So, I, you know, I don't want to – I agree that Snelling's a guy that's, you know, I picked him. I picked up one in each league. I didn't know which one to take. So I took quiz in the uh, PPR league, and that didn't actually didn't pan out. And I took Snelling in my other league. I kind of wanted to hedge my bets a little bit. Right. Um, but I wasn't terribly disappointed with quiz either, you know? No, I mean, and he shouldn't have you know? been. But for whatever reason, quiz was the guy that got picked up last week. Snelling yeah. is still available in the majority of leagues. Yeah. So that's why I bring him up here. Gotcha. That's I just wanted to bring up to the, to the audience that it's a pretty much a 50-50 split with regards to touches. You know, I would say Jonathan Franklin is a good pickup because he came in for James Starks, who we were not high on last week. Everyone wanted to pick up James Starks. We told you, stay away. Starks left the game with an injury. Jonathan Franklin, the rookie out of UCLA, came into action, had a pretty solid day despite a late-game fumble. But the Packers are on a bye this week. So Eddie Lacy is going to come back. If At best, it's a timeshare between Lacy and Franklin. James Starks, to me, is, you know, no man's land. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think, you know, but is Franklin worth picking up as a, like you said, a flyer? If you don't need him for this week, he's on a buy. So if, you, if you're looking long term, then, yeah, you can, you can use him, stash him on your roster. But if you're looking, if you need someone this week, maybe you have Ray Rice, Reggie Bush, Stephen Jackson injured, and you can't get their backups at this point, then, no, you're not picking up Franklin. He's on a buy. Right. Got it. Hmm. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. Let's go to Justin, who's been patiently waiting in Boston. What's going on, Justin? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I have a couple of questions. My first one: Would you keep Daryl Richardson, or you would you drop him? It depends on who you're considering picking up. Who else is on your yeah, roster? Was, How many roster uh, spots you got? Oh yeah, my other running backs are um, Reggie Bush, Matt Forte, PJ Spiller. Then I have uh, Reggie Bush's handcuff, uh, Bell. Mm-hmm. And I have a chance of reading the IR. And then who who would you be dropping him f- to pick up? Um, yeah, I was looking into either Jason Snelling, Brandon Bolden, or uh, Jacquez Rogers. Snelling. 
Well, Todd, who do you like better, Snelling or Rodgers? Is it PPR? No PPR. Right now I'm going to lead towards Snelling, Bill. Are you right. dropping Darrell Richardson for Snelling? I am. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then my, uh, next, my next question would be, um, would you bench Mr. Jackson this week for either Antonio Brown or Josh Gordon? Vincent Jackson dealing with the rib injury right now. Not sure if he's even going to be playing. I may have a different answer for you on Friday or Thursday, but I think I'm going with Josh Gordon. Okay, yeah. I'm kind of kicking myself because Sunday I was going back and forth at the wire. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go with Antonio Brown. The last second I went with um, Larry Fitzgerald, and yeah, look what happened. <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake, dude. That was a mistake. It was a big uh, mistake. On FFChamps.com, I do a live webcast every Sunday. I told all of our members that you have to be cautious with Larry Fitzgerald. If you have a better option, uh, you'll want to use him because he's not 100% healthy. He's not going to play up to Larry Fitzgerald's standards. We had Antonio Brown in the same tier as Fitz. Uh, I wish you got to me sooner. Did you lose that? Did you lose your game because of that decision? Yes, by five points. Yeah, see, that's a tough one, man. Yeah. Yeah, All right, cool. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm sorry to hear that, Justin, and uh, we appreciate the phone call. Todd, I think a lot of people went with Larry Fitzgerald this week just based on name, but when guys aren't 100% healthy, you can't really put them out there. Uh, I don't have Fitz on, on any of my teams this year. No, so you weren't faced with that I decision? I he's on the downside. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't a huge believer in the, the Carson Palmer hype. Mm-hmm. So. The, only, the only Cardinal I have on any of my rosters, and I'm in a lot of leagues, is Ellington in, in one or two leagues? I have Ellington just as like mm. a deep flyer. I don't have any other Cardinals. Let's go over to South Carolina where Darren wants to know what receivers to get off the waiver wire. What's up, Darren? Hey, what's going on? What can we help you with this week? Um, I need to know what receiver to pick up for long term, and I have T.Y. Hilton and Bo to drop. And what's available is a points per reception league, and what's available is um, Tory Smith. Josh Gordon, Stevie Johnson, Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace, Steve Smith, players like that. Mike Wallace? Yeah. So, Tory, Bill. So, he's got T.Y. Hilton, PPR. T.Y. Hilton's been banged up. I think he's a little more hurt than he's letting on. Yeah, I think so, too. But in a PPR, he's not as valuable as some of these other guys on the list anyway. Tory Smith, Stevie J, Josh Gordon, Mike Wallace. Who were the other ones? Eric Decker, um, Antonio Brown, Jeez. Steve Smith, Mike Wallace. Well, is this a six-team league, Darren? Say that again. What, what, who are you playing against? A five-team league? You got Donald Duck and uh, the Goof Troop in your league? It's a six-team PPR. Sixteen? Yeah. Like one-six? No, six. Oh, Individual as in one, two, six. three, four, five, six. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's kind of what I thought based on these players. Um, Torrey Smith to me or Josh Gordon. That's who I would pick up. I think you're going to get consistency from those guys. Torrey Smith on pace for 1,400 yards, somewhere around 85 to 90 catches. So I'm going with Torrey Smith because he is the only option for Joe Flacco. I may go Josh Gordon next, followed by Eric Decker. Um, Todd, I don't know if you have uh, any any insight here. Uh, I kind of like Torrey Smith long term. We're yeah. talking long term. I mean, Mike Wallace, you know, week one he was invisible, then he complained and had a huge week, and now he's back to being invisible again. Two you know, catches, Dar- 22 yards. 
Darren, you know, with only a six-team league and all these guys on, on the waiver wire, you can really play the matchups each week. Yep. Play the matchups. I think that's your best bet. Um, you don't want well, to. Well, in our pick... league, though, you can only you only have so many picks. You can't just pick up people every week. So all right. Well, then Tory Smith, long term, a little bit harder for long term. Tory Smith or Josh Gordon. I mean, if Josh Gordon okay. were to get traded to another team, I, he would jump inside my top ten. Well, but this, who knows though, Bill? You know, you know, you think it might take him some time to adapt if he gets traded? Nah. Depends on where he goes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That, I, my I, debate, I, I thought was Tory Smith or Josh Gordon, and I just didn't know what y'all thought. Yeah, I'm leaning because toward Tory Smith. Because of the stuff going on with Josh Gordon, you know, what they came out and said, so I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if you want to mess with that or just go with somebody more stable with Tory Smith. I'm, I'm going. He's he's asking long-term, Bill. Yeah, long-term. I think Tory Smith is as stable as you can get from this list. I agree. Gordon might have more upside, but, you know, like you just said, I mean, Hoyer is still their quarterback. He right. might get traded. If he gets traded, you know, he might – Take a couple of weeks to adapt to the new team. You know, who knows? I'd go Torrey Smith here. Yeah, Darren, go with Torrey Smith. We appreciate the phone call. Let's go to Josh in Virginia. He wants to talk about Trent Richardson, the new running back for the Indianapolis Colts. What's up, Josh? How you doing today? Pretty good, guys. How about yourself? Doing great, man. What can we help you with? Right on, right on. Um, just a couple of quick questions for you guys. Should I start Bradshaw or Hewitt? I mean, Bradshaw came out and had a good amount of production, and, you know, Hewitt might still be – working his way to the playbook. So I was wondering if I should start alongside LaShawn McCoy. Bill, the Colts are at Jacksonville. I'm sorry, I don't think you can go wrong here. I do think Trent Richardson is more talented, younger, uh, has less tread on his tires compared to Ahmad Bradshaw. I think long-term, Trent Richardson's going to be your guy, and you're going to quickly forget about Ahmad Bradshaw because something with his foot is bound to pop up somewhere along this season. This weekend, I think both of them are really g- great options. You can't use one for a flex? Well, I, I really could, but the thing is, I mean, i got Rob Lukowski coming back healthy, and in this league I can start a tight end as a flex, too, and uh, Jordan Cameron's just been going off on me, so I'm trying to ride the hot hand a little bit. Of course, of course. Um, I think I'm going to go with Trent Richardson. Right on. Right on. Todd? And just uh, one more question for you guys. Sure. Um. Randall Cobb, he has a bye week for me, so now I'm not sure. I mean, I have Josh Gordon alongside uh, Ken Ball Tompkins and Brian Hartline, but is Josh Gordon going to continue to be healthy this game? Watching Cincinnati kind of shut A.J. Green out kind of made me worry. This one. Should I go with Ken Ball Tompkins or Brian Hartline? Well, Cincinnati didn't shut their own receiver out. Oh, yeah, I mean, sorry, that's right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, Bill, what he's saying is, you know, Josh Gordon had obviously a ridiculous week. Nobody saw it coming with a, you know, shaky third-string quarterback. Now they're up against the Bengals' defense. Big difference. Um, are you worried about that matchup at all? Of course I'm worried about it. I'm not benching him for Kembrell Tompkins, though. Uh, uh, Brian Hartline, that one may be, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not totally done with my wide receiver rankings for week four yet. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm leaning toward Josh Gordon, though. The kid's a playmaker. You, you have to have him in your lineup. Brian Hartline, if he gets into the end zone, he's worth it. Um, do you really want to risk him scoring a touchdown? I'm not sure. It is a Monday night game against the Saints. Maybe it's a lot of offensive uh, fireworks in that one, but I, I'm leaning toward Gordon here. You know, Bill, the, he was talking about the Bengals shutting down. He, he misspoke when he said A.J. Green. Right, right. I mean, Jordy Nelson. He meant, I think he meant Randall Cobb. Yeah, I was going to say. Jordy Nelson, let's just go through who they who they faced. I mean, Jordy Nelson had eight catches, 93 yards. Randall Cobb, five for 54. Right. 
You know, and in, in all, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a pretty quiet day. 244 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. So, um, you know, now the Browns, you know, play the Bengals. And uh, it's in Cleveland, but, you know, I be careful. This could be one of those situations, Bill, where everyone had Gordon and Cameron on their bench last week. And they everyone puts them in, this, in week. this week and they stink. You think so? Well, I'm just saying it. Because this, this is what I'm going to be doing, by the way. I'm going to be putting them in my lineup. I didn't right. have them in my lineups this last week. <laughs> so knowing me, I'm going to put them in this week, and I'll, and I'll get shunned yeah. by Joe Banner. The curse of Joe Banner and the Browns. <sighs> that's so annoying. That, that's an annoying decision to have to make. I hear what you're saying. It's just tough. Well, you know, I've got, you know, I've got Cameron and Gonzo in one league. Right. So I haven't really thought about who I'm starting yet, but I'm just saying that the majority of our audience out there, you know, they're going to put Cameron and Gordon in their lineups, and they probably should in most cases. I'm just saying this. the last caller brought up a good point. You know, the Bengals' defense is legit, man. So, What do you think about his Trent Richardson, Ahmad Bradshaw question? I think that this week is going to be a uh, – fantasy-wise, I would – I would imagine a 50-50 split. Yeah. I think that they're both going to be productive and they're okay. going to kill the Jacksonville. And if I had to choose, I'd choose Richardson. But I All think right. that both of them are going to score. I think both of them are going to get you some yards. So I think they're both decent, you know, both good plays. But um, let's hope that Trent – I mean, they didn't trade for Trent to split him with Bradshaw. No, they didn't. So, uh, you know, it'll – this is kind of a nice game to, to fall back on, actually. So I think that moving forward, get past this game, Bill, and I'm hoping that it's Trent. it's Trent's show for the most yeah. part. Hoping. Right. Uh, let's go to Ali in Florida. Last caller before I have to take a break. What's up, Ali? Yo, Ali, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Loving the commentary. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. What can we help you with today? Um, 12 teams, full PCR. Got a couple questions. Rest of the way, long term, would you drop Willis McGahee? I know we haven't seen him in action for Bilal Powell. Yes. I like I like him what Bilal Powell is doing uh, a little bit better offensive line i think the jets like to run the ball that ground and pound mindset of rex ryan uh even though geno smith is starting to pass a little bit better that can only help Bilal palo in the long run whereas willis mcgahee we don't know really what to expect from him it uh, could be chris obanaya could be bobby rainey could be willis mcgahee could be josh gordon so <laughs> any concern with ivory uh i would rather have a two-headed monster than a three-headed monster Got it. <laughs> Makes sense. And I'm not uh, – monster is the wrong term. I should really say, like, teddy bear. Okay. Two, Second question is – A two-headed te- – yeah. No, a, a three-headed teddy bear of the Browns versus a two-headed, I don't know, Rottweiler. Let's not call him a monster. Let's call him a Rottweiler. Uh, second question at my second quarterback, my first is Philip Rivers. Would you drop Alex Smith for Tannehill long term? And I know Tannehill has a really rough uh, strength of schedule week 13 through 17. Yeah, that's don't a close one this week. No, don't drop him this week. That's a close one. Uh, we just did our rest of the way rankings at ffchamps.com. We actually have Ryan Tannehill moving up in a separate tier right behind your other quarterback, Phillip Rivers. We have Rivers 15, Tannehill 16, and Carson Palmer at 17. So that's a pretty tough one. It really depends. Well, Alex Smith is his other guy. Oh, Alex Smith? Why did I think Carson Palmer? Uh, let's see where Alex, Alex Smith, Smith is. is 19. So Alex he's still, Smith is 19. Yeah, still, but, but this week, still ahead of him. They play uh, the football giants, the, the defenseless giants, Alex Smith. 
So, Bill, I mean, do you drop Alex Smith this week to get Tannehill? I would drop him maybe on, like, Saturday so no one else in your league can pick him up. I mean, were you using Alex Smith this week or were you using Rivers? Hello. <laughs> Ali. Yes. Yeah. Were you using Alex Smith, or were you going to use Rivers um, this week? I was initially, but I just don't think he's usable. He was just a backup for me. I mean, I, I would be very careful when you at when you drop him because you don't want anyone picking him up this week against the Giants. Right. So you would kind of drop him on Saturday and then pick up Tannehill, and you're comfortable with Tannehill as the second quarterback rest of the way? I mean, I, I, I personally don't ever carry two quarterbacks unless I'm in a two-quarterback league. Um but yeah, Tannehill's a pretty good, solid quarterback too. I mean, he's not much better than Philip Rivers, though. Right. Okay, I just don't like what I'm seeing out of the passing game, KC, and I also have Bo. Um. Uh. River. How many teams are you? How many league? How many teams are in your? In your I league? Twelve team. Yeah, twelve team. Most people have two quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I would say so for bye weeks and to play matchups, unless you have a top eight quarterback. Right. Right. Uh, so, like, you know, Russell Wilson's not out there. No, sir. Yeah. Yeah, Tannehill's not a bad option, dude. He's not. Okay. And right. uh, last question, you know, sure. as I stated, I I'm, I have Bo, and this is sort of my fifth uh, receiver. I'm really loaded at receiver with Calvin Johnson, A.J. Green, Pierre Garçon, and then Dwayne Bowe and Cecil Short. So, as far as Short, with Henny at quarterback, without Henny at quarterback, I'm concerned. Uh, would you drop shorts for Tompkins or Broyles or anyone else or just hold on to them? I'm not dropping Cecil. Justin Blackman is coming back. I think that can actually help Cecil shorts because he won't be uh, double covered as much. I think Maurice Jones Drew starts to play a little bit better. And, yeah, Blaine Gabbert's coming back maybe for this week, and maybe he stays healthy the rest of the year. Uh, I'm not dropping Cecil shorts, even though I like – Kembrell Tompkins Cecil and I Short's like last Brian two Royals. weeks been great, Bill. Uh, hey, Todd, we liked him in the beginning of the year. We liked him in the preseason. We told everyone that he was not a fluke. Uh, his 2012 season was not a, a fluke. He's a legit baller. I mean, 40, he has 40 targets on the year. Last two weeks, 8 for 93, 8 for 143. If you're in a PPR especially, he's he's a very solid option. Do you think that Henny uh, playing over over – Playing Gabbert is a big difference maker, yeah. or will you still use shorts even when Gabbert's back? Well, I do think that um, I'd rather have Henny in there. <laughs> yeah, he just looks so much – not that he looks better, because I don't think you can use that adjective when you're describing anything the Jaguars do, but compared to playing Gabbert, he looks – More I don't adequate. Know. <laughs> More adequate, exactly. <laughs> That's about yes. as good of a compliment as you're going to get there, Jacksonville. <laughs> that was a good one. Hey, uh, yeah, it looks more your adequate. receiver, fantasy-wise, is pretty, pretty accurate, or pretty adequate. How about that? Yeah, pretty, pretty accurate. Pretty adequate. Um, quickly, we're going to get to one more caller, because I don't want to keep him on hold while we're on break. We're going to one to Paul in Minneapolis. What's up, Paul? Hi, how's it going? Is this Padre Paul? Uh, that might be me, yeah. Hey, yeah. Padre Paul, what's going on? Uh, not much. I'm doing pretty good. Three and zero. Todd, you know who this is? Father, yes. Father Paul. 
Yes. But I like to call, I, I sent him an email last week asking if, if I had permission to call him Padre Paul because I think it has a better ring to it, and he said it was you know, fine. And he said, just don't call me Shirley. You know, that's no, no problem. So what can we got? <laughs> what can we help you with, Padre? Um, well, I got uh, I got Amendola, and I also have Edelman, and I'm kind of monitoring that. But I also have Cecil Short, uh, and um, uh, question was uh, for the upcoming week. I know it's awfully early. Do uh, uh, you think Amendola might be back? And also, I uh, it's kind of a deeper league, so I, we have 16. So I could I picked up Eddie Royal for another wide receiver who was kind of a bust. You hang on to Royal uh, just to see what he might do for the rest of the season, or do I maybe drop him and look at uh, picking up another another wide receiver? All right, so we'll start off with Amendola Edelman. I think as long as Amendola is out, Edelman is a very viable PPR receiver. Um, when Amendola comes back, we don't know when that's going to be. We don't know if he's going to be healthy. I know he was practicing last week. He's not going to have the sports hernia surgery. What do you think of uh, of Julian Edelman, Todd? Once Amendola comes back, I'm not a fan. You think he, you think he gets downgraded big back time? Seat. Really? Of course, he takes a back seat when but Amendola gets back. Because you don't think he plays over Tompkins or Dobson? He might. Hmm. But here's the deal. I mean, Edelman and Amendola kind of play the same role, right? So I don't know that Edelman's going to be good on the outside. The only thing that I would be going off is what happened in week one when they were both on the field. Uh, Amendola had a ton of catches. Edelman had two touchdowns. Well, I guess it depends on who your other options are. I mean, you know, if you've got Amendola and and Edelman on your roster, like Father Paul has, you can't, you know, you're not going to play both of these guys, are you? Right. No. No. You know, you got to keep in mind, Gronk's coming back at some point. So how does that affect Edelman? And, you know, Edelman's – is he going to get red zone looks when Gronk's there? Mm, I don't know. Not as many. Not as many. Um, I, I do think because of Amendola's injury history that Edelman is certainly worth someone keeping on your roster. Well, that's it a seems good like, point. It seems like you have a pretty deep bench. So yeah. I, I would yeah, keep Edelman Brandon just – Brandon Marshall's my uh, first wide receiver. We only start two in the league. So. You only start two of them? So it's kind of like, who do I go with uh, for wide receiver two from week to week? Shorts or Avendola? Or uh, last week I started Royal just because I, I thought he was going to continue, but it ended up still. I'm yeah. not a Royal guy. No, I'm not a Royal guy either. I mean, we Chad and I kind of joked that he had five touchdowns through the first, two what weeks. was it, two weeks of the season, and he might not get to ten, and that would be like five touchdowns in the next 14 weeks. So I'm not I'm not a big royal guy by any means. Um, I like Cecil Shorts. I like Edelman. Since you have Amendola and Edel, Edelman's viable candidate, when Amendola is not is it uh, is it PPR? Healthy. Yeah, it's a point actually. The way it ends up, it's been like point eight PPR is the way that's okay. kind of funky scoring system. But. I, you know, Cecil Shorts, Bill, as a wide receiver two in that format until the Patriots thing gets straightened out. I don't know. That's not a bad option. No. It's not. Do you think Blackman coming back will will help or hinder Shorts later in the season? I think it'll help him. Yeah, I think it helps him. There's no one else there to cover right now. Ace Sanders is a rookie. Uh, MJD out of the backfield. They don't have a tight end. I think Blackman helps him a lot. He he helped him a lot last year. Uh, Blackman was hurt to begin the season, so I think I think it does uh, does increase Shorts's production. All right. Well, thanks for the thanks for the tip. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Padre. Thank you for calling in. And uh, with that, Todd, we're going to take a quick break, get to a lot of emails in the next segment, radio at footballnation.com. We'll also 
go through the injury report, tell you who is a little bit nicked up and who you should be concerned about for week four. Bumps and bruises coming up next. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Champs. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. <laughs> You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars, today, check out CollegeFootballGeek.com Probable? It is what it is. Questionable? I've fallen and I can't get up. Doubtful? Are any of your players on this week's injury report? It's time for Bumps and Bruises. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Breaking news here, Todd. Eli Manning just got sacked again. For real. Yeah, he just got sacked again. The mm. eighth do you time. get fantasy points for that if you've got uh, the, the Panthers defense? They sure do. Wow. Extra point. <laughs> Tacked on. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. But we're going to uh, stick to a lot of emails in this segment. First, we want to just run through the list of injuries because there are some significant playmakers this week that are in question for week four. Started off with the quarterbacks. I mentioned it earlier in the show. Terrell Pryor of the Oakland Raiders left the Monday night football game with a concussion. He got banged pretty hard in the head. Uh, one of the Denver Broncos um 
I, I think it was in the fourth quarter. The, they were like inside their 10-yard line, but he left the game, didn't come back into action. We saw Matt Flynn have a couple passing attempts. Uh, Terrell Pryor, concussion. Todd, we don't really know if there's any consistency with the NFL concussion protocol at this point. seems like some players are back in action right away while other players take a few weeks off. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> inconsistent is a good word, Bill. Uh, I'm no, I'm not an expert, so I can't, I can't, you know. I mean, they, they go through these tests, and maybe some guys pass the test with flying colors, and they're ready to roll, and maybe some guys don't, you know. Um, yeah. I, yeah, who knows? You know, some guys, everybody's body heals differently, so we just have to wait and see. All right, let's move over to running backs, where C.J. Spiller has a thigh injury, left the game against the Jets. He's been a major, major letdown uh, through the first three weeks of the season. He's playing the Ravens in week four, so even if he's healthy, tough matchup for C.J. Daryl Richardson, we've been talking about him uh, a lot in this show, left after just one series. He re-injured his foot. I believe someone stepped on it. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to play as the Rams have a short week playing on Thursday night against the San Francisco 49ers. Then you have James Starks, who everyone wanted to pick up last week. Todd, you and I kind of told everyone not to pick up James Starks because at best he would only be used for one week. He wasn't even in action for one quarter in this game. He left with a knee injury, opened the uh, the door for Jonathan Franklin, who had a really good game. And then Lamar Miller. Kind of uh, surprising here because he finished the game against the Falcons in week three, but he was wearing a shoulder harness at the team's facility during their Monday practices and film sessions. So we don't really know much about what's going on with Lamar Miller at this point, but a shoulder harness sounds like it has potential to be serious. Did he miss time during the game? I don't, I don't think so. Because he only had eight attempts, rushing attempts, but... 62 yards. That's a well, yard to carry. One of them came on a 49-yard run. Oh, see, I didn't see that. I didn't see most of that game. Yeah, I mean, so he I didn't really, know where that production came from. He really broke free, and he could have scored on that play, but he cut back to the middle of the field. I never understand why people, why players cut back to the middle of the field. If he just kept running, he, he could have scored on that play. But it was a pretty nice run. Uh, but all of his yards came on that, basically, on that one play. So if I would have told you in the preseason, Bill, that through three games, Lamar Miller would have 134 rushing yards. I would be very disappointed. I think C.J. Spiller has like a total of 23, 23 rushing yards. I don't know what his total is. It's, it's worse, though. Not good. Not good at all. Speaking of not good, wide receivers, Vincent Jackson couldn't finish the game because of a rib injury, something to look out for as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing. Oh, who are the Buccaneers playing? The Buccaneers are playing... Who, next yeah. week? Yeah, who they got this week? They got the Cardinals, don't they? Oh, the Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, Bucks and Cardinals. So that's something that you're going to want to look out for, Vincent Jackson with the ribs. Andre Johnson left the game again, second week in a row, this this time because it was a, a deep shin bruise. His x-rays were negative, so that's good news if you're relying on Andre Johnson. Steve Smith of the Carolina Panthers injured his hip, was able to return to action, and he's on a bye in week four anyway, so he should be fine by the time week five rolls around. And guess what, Todd? If you had to guess what kind of injury that Miles Austin has, what kind of injury would you guess? Hammy. Hamstring came down uh, limping or came came off the field limping because of a hamstring injury. And this has been Miles Austin's problem for the past three or four seasons. Those hamstrings, they're like veal cutlets at this point. <laughs> hmm. Yes. 
And uh, last but not least, Jermichael Finley, uh, the tight end for the Green Bay Packers, left the game with a concussion. Luckily, the team's on a bye in week four. Your boy, Jermichael Finley. Nope, we'll never draft him. Yeah, he stayed actually far, was up. Stayed far away. Uh, he produced the first two weeks, you have to admit. Yeah, and now he's not going to anymore. <laughs> All right. Did you see him try to get up off the field? That was scary. Yeah, I mean, I feel like concussions like that have to keep the players out. Did You, did, you didn't see it? I saw he, it. Yeah, you saw it. He got up, he took about one step, and his knees just buckled. And then he kind of fell back to the ground, and he crawled maybe one or two steps, and then he just stayed there. So that was kind of scary. I mean, when concussions like that happen, I don't understand how these players are playing in the next week. Uh, obviously not going to be the case with Finley because they have a bye, but it's just it's it's kind of shady if you ask me. It's it's definitely uh, a concern with all these lawsuits and stuff going on. You know, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> it's I, I wonder, Bill. A whole other subject, but you know, these guys that are playing in, in this day and age, you know, thirty years from now, what they're going to be like? I have no idea. The ones that absorb all these major ridiculous hits. I mean, yeah, pays to be a quarterback. Can't be touched. Kicker, kicker's the way to go. Yeah, kicker, long snapper, maybe. Long snapper. Yeah, that's the one. Teach the your boy to be a long snapper. That's, that's the way. That's the ticket. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. We got a lot of emails to get to. Radio at footballnation.com is how you can reach us via email. Let's jump over to the emails. Ian, our friend Ian, wants to know what he should do with Ray Rice and Reggie Bush. He has backups: J- David Wilson, James Starks. Uh, Bilal Powell, Jason Snelling, and Brandon Bolden are on waivers. Which one should he go after? That's a lot of names there, Bill. All right, so he's got Ray Rice and Reggie Bush. We don't know what their injury status is for week four. Got it. David Wilson and James Starks are on the bench. I'm dropping James Starks. He's on a bye, and he's injured. And to me, I'm picking up Jason Snelling. No Powell, huh? 27 carries, 149 yards. It's unfortunate that the Jets don't get to play against the Bills every week. Uh, what's the status with Chris Ivory? He is a, he, he's a bum? What did you say? He's a bum. Yeah, he's a bum. He's a bum. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, Snelling, you know he's, Snelling's going to produce. I think he's going to be more consistent, um, but – you know, Powell, Bill, I mean, that's a big-time performance. I don't care who you're playing against. The Jets play the Tennessee Titans, the Atlanta Falcons, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Bengals in the next four games. The Atlanta Falcons play the Buffalo Bills. Or, excuse me, I'm sorry. The Atlanta the Falcons Patriots. play the New, the New England Patriots, the New York Jets. Then they have a bye. Then they play the Bucks and the Cardinals. Actually, a pretty tough road for the Atlanta Falcons running backs for the next four games. Mm. I might switch my I might switch up switch up my answer based on that strength of schedule. I might go Bilal Powell actually. I'm leaning Powell. Yeah. All right. Let's go with Bilal Powell for our because guy. Because remember that Stephen Jackson's going to be back in a couple weeks. That's true. Powell has that job right now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're recommending somebody get a jet. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, I can't believe that. Cannot believe that. Um, let's go to uh, Padre Paul. We already answered his question. Andrew, hey, guys, I have two quick questions. Quarterback to start this week, four-point passing touchdown. Matt Stafford playing against Chicago, Phillip Rivers, or Alex Smith? I, I'm not benching Stafford. Uh, no. Just not doing it. I start my studs. Um, in his other league, which one should he go with, Russell Wilson or Phillip Rivers? 
Wilson. That's a tough one. Wilson playing against Houston. San Diego Chargers playing against Dallas. Chargers are at home. Seahawks are on the road. Uh, I'm kind of I'm leaning Russell. Yeah, I'm leaning Russell too. I just think that the Seahawks are a little bit better on offense than the Chargers, and Russell Wilson can still make plays with his legs. That could make up for it. Yeah, Russell Wilson's had two two out of three pretty good weeks, and uh, you know Philip Rivers is a little bit of fool's gold in that first week against the uh, or against the Eagles a couple weeks mm. ago. So uh, I'm gonna lean Russell Wilson there. Let's go to our friend Bodog, who says, hey, champs, wanted to thank you for your DraftKings best buy advice. How about this, Todd? He took home 300 bananas this week Woo. using your advice. How about it, Bodog, getting $300 off of over at DraftKings.com. That's a big payday. That's not bad. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, note now to my question. Full point PPR. He has Cam Newton on a buy. Carson Palmer on bench, and Ryan Tannehill is available which one should he go with, Palmer or Ryan Tannehill? Palmer at Tampa Bay. Right. Pretty good secondary. Tannehill on a Monday night against the Saints. I'm going to lean Tannehill. Well, I'm going to go with Tannehill as well. You know, uh, we, we still don't know Larry Fitz. He's definitely not 100%. Um, not impressed with what Palmer did last week. Tannehill seems to be consistent and only getting better. Pretty good array of uh, targets right now, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tannehill. Sticking with the emails, let's go to Lou, aka Catch Twenty Two. Gentlemen, love the show. Want to try to get an upgrade on my receivers? Here is my team, and also the team I'm trying to trade with. All right. So his receivers right now: Randall Cobb, Dwayne Bow, Cecil Shorts, Kembrell Tompkins, Ruben Randall, and Percy Harvin. His opponent has Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, Antonio Brown, Alshon Jeffrey, DeAndre Hopkins, and Leonard Hankerson. So our boy, Lou, Lou Catch-22, is a little bit of a pickle here because Randall Cobb is on a bye. Okay. Dwayne Bowe has been uh, a huge disappointment. He's got our, our good guy, Cecil. He's got our friend, Ken Brell, uh, Ruben Randall, Percy Harvin. Who should he trade here? He's got good running backs, Ben Tate and Joyce so Bell. So what, he wants, he wants Fitz? Oh, does he want Fitz? Oh, yeah. I would like to steal Fitz, but I'll deal with whoever you think you think he'll part with. Who can I offer to trade? Should I keep what I have? See this? Oh. Guy, his see his opponent needs running backs. Desperately needs running backs. MJD, McGahee, Chris Ivory, and Fred Jackson. Do you think he can give up? See, he doesn't have Aaron Foster. I was going to say, do you think he can give up just Ben Tate and maybe get Antonio Brown? Here's the deal. Lou, I'm not trading any of your running backs for Fitz except for Ben Tate. So, you agree with that? Yes. I'm not getting, I mean, LaShawn McCoy, no. Trent, no. Geo, no. Joyke Bell, no. So, unless you're going to do some crazy package, you know, blockbuster, six-player thing, I'm not including any of those guys in a deal. Ben Tate and a receiver for Larry Fitz is what I would do. I'm with you there. So, it's Ben Tate, and then, I mean, if you want to do Bo... Tompkins, I mean, he's not going to want Randall or Harvin. So really, no. it's Thro- Bo or Tompkins, right? Right. right. Tate and Bo for Larry Fitz, see if he bites. I mean, I would shoot for the stars. I would go for Megatron, but I don't think that's going to happen. Why would this – this guy's not going to give up Megatron for Ben freaking Tate. No, but maybe he would for Geo. 
Geo and, and Cecil. Uh, Whenever we get trade questions, it's always tough because we don't know the emotional factor of the of the player of, of your of your opponent and his and his, his relationship record. to the player. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, but so, we do know that that Lou wants Larry Fitz. That's true. So if you want Larry Fitz, I'm offering Ben Tate and Tompkins. Maybe Ben Tate and Tompkins to start, and then Tate and Bo after that. You know, something like that. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think Ben Tate and Tompkins is not a bad deal for Fitz, but Fitz is not healthy right now. I don't know why. I mean, are you trading for Fitz right now? I don't know why. He I wants guess, him. He wants. I guess Fitz. you buy low. You buy low. That's that's. He's buying low. He wants Fitz. Yeah. I'm just trying to package something for him there. Uh, but, we're gonna go. Yeah, Ben yeah. Tate, Ben Tate, and Tompkins. Yep. Moving on, Sven from Germany needs help with his lineup. Aaron Foster, Stephen Ridley, Le'Veon Bell, and Monte Ball. Wow, you really blew it on those rookie picks. Uh, Foster and Ridley seem to be like the best option at running back. You're not playing. Monte Ball, and I don't know if Le'Veon Bell is going to come back this week. Yeah, we don't know yet. Too early in the week. Uh, Randall Cobb is on a bye. He has Wes Welker, Amendola, Edelman, and Austin. How many does he need here? Uh, he only needs one wide receiver. I'm not score. I'm not sure. He needs. He says he needs to start one running back, one wide receiver, and one flex. So to me, Aaron Foster is in at running back. Steven Ridley is in at flex, and then Wes Welker's in at wide receiver. If you don't want to play Ridley, then you go with Edelman if Amendola's not playing, and you go with Amendola if he is playing. Got it. And then Agreed. for tight end, Julius Thomas and Jared Cook, you got to ride that train while it's going. Thomas, Thomas all the way. Yep. Uh, Rick wants to know, should he drop Dwayne Bowe for the teammate Donnie Avery? <sighs> By the way, our boy Rick started Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Bowen. He still won his matchup, so that means oh, he, man. that means his starters are pretty damn good, or the rest of the guys that were on his team. Yeah, seriously. Uh, are you dropping Dwayne Bowen for Donnie Avery, Todd? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not dropping him yet. No, me either. Uh, our good friend, who is this? Mad Dog. Mad Dog wants to know, thanks for answering all my questions. Love your show. Here's my two teams. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Who should I make a play for on waivers? All right, so he's looking to upgrade his wide receivers because he has Dwayne Bowe. No, wait. Dwayne Bowe's on waivers. I'm sorry. Let me backtrack here. Brandon Marshall, Demarius Thomas, Torrey Smith are his wide receivers. He also has Mike Wallace on his bench. Uh, his tight end is Jermaine Gresham. Should I upgrade my wide receivers with Dwayne Bowe and drop Gresham or Myers, or should I save my number two priority on waivers? Eli is killing me because of the INTs and sacks. Should I drop him and pick up any of the following quarterbacks this right, week? One thing at a time here. One thing at a time. Yeah, I'm just trying to get through his email here. It's like crazy, the, the amount of information that he's putting. <laughs> I get a headache when I'm reading these emails. I really do. <laughs> um, all right, one thing at a time. His receivers all, are st- let, me, let me break this down for you, Bill. Yeah, his wide receivers. He's got Brandon Marshall, Demarius Thomas, Torrey Smith, and Wallace on his bench. He's asking if he should upgrade his wide receivers with Dwayne Bow. No, no, that's a downgrade. Yes. So there's question one done. Done. Now he's saying, should he drop Gresham or Brandon Myers for Charles Clare Pettigrew? No. No. Um, he hates Eli. Agreed. 
He's killing him. Should I drop him and pick up Flacco, EJ Manuel, Tannehill, Big Ben, Gino, Locker, Pryor, Freeman? So basically, Bill, Eli Manning, should he drop Eli for any of these quarterbacks listed? Uh, Tannehill, Flacco, probably top of the list. Would you drop him? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Not not for Flacco, not for E.J. Manuel, not for Big Ben, not for Terrell Pryor, maybe for Ryan Tannehill. Maybe. And it depends on the matchup. All right. So that's that answers all of his questions for team number one, Bill. Oh, he has a second team? Yeah, he all has right. a second team. Okay. He wants to evaluate. We need to evaluate his team for weaknesses. Okay. All right. So his, starting, his starters – his quarterbacks are Cam Newton and Romo. Okay. Running back, Reggie Bush, Frank Gore, Joyke Bell, the handcuff, and Bernard Pierce. Nice. Receivers, Megatron, Dez, Bo, Wallace. Okay. Tight end, Cook. Um, IR, Vereen. Tight end is the biggest weakness. Okay. Uh, although, although, I'm still big on Dwayne Cook. Uh, Dwayne Cook. Jared Cook. So basically, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking this down for you, Bill, because I know it's giving you a headache. Here's what I'm gathering. Should he drop Mike Wallace for Cecil Shorts? No. Okay. Should he drop Bernard Pierce for Snelling or Bilal Powell? Mm. Bernard Pierce is so short-term is going to be good. Long-term, Bilal Powell might be a little bit better. I'm hanging on to Bernard Pierce because I don't yeah, know Ray Rice I, I, might be banged up all year. Who knows? Yeah, I am too. I like I think, his upside. Yeah, I, I agree. And then the last thing is um, tight end. Would you drop Cook for Brandon Myers? No. Okay. There you go. All right. So that was our that was our good friend Mad Dog. Who's next? Dan Perry. Perry 04. This is my homeboy right here. My one of my FF champs uh, faithfuls. He says, hi, guys, what do you think about this trade? I give Andrew Luck for Darren Sproles and Justin Blackman, hurting at running back with Ray Rice and Steven Jackson injured. He already has Tom Brady. It's a non-PPR redraft league. He can probably get Greg Jennings instead of Justin Blackman. Non-PPR, Todd, I'm not crazy about Darren Sproles. But he does need help because he's got Bilal Powell, Jaquiz Rogers, Willis McGahee, uh, Steven Jackson, and Ray Rice, and Andre Ellington. I guess Sproles can help you. You have Tom Brady, so you know you're not losing out by giving up Andrew Luck. But you're, are you, are you making your your opponent's team better? Like maybe that guy is starting yeah. Carson Palmer every week, and now all of a sudden he has Andrew Luck. Yeah, I'm not like this. You know, this trade doesn't like have any wow factor for me. I would rather see him get. Instead of like a two-player deal, he's getting Darren Sproles and Justin Blackman here. I would rather see him get a more consistent running back option. He knows he needs help at running back. So maybe you get someone like, you think you can get Ahmad Bradshaw? I mean, I don't know who, a guy, a player like Ahmad Bradshaw. He's more consistent? He's got Trent Richardson breathing down his neck. Uh, he had 95 yards and a touchdown this past week, I think. That's not going to, that's going to flip. I don't know. Trent Richardson just got on a plane and flew out to Cali to play that game. He had no I idea think, what was going I think on. Bradshaw is good for 10 to 12 carries a week. In week, week 12, 13, 14, 15? 
Darren Sproles is not valuable in a non-PPR league. He'll have eight catches for 40 yards. So in a PPR, that's 12 points. But if you're not in a PPR league, that's four points. Huge difference. I, I'm, I agree with you there. I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm with you. I'd like to know who this other guy has. Is you know, Are you helping this guy out? Because the best player in this deal is luck. Right. The best. So right. a lot of times there's a, the way that you evaluate a trade is who's getting the best player in the deal. Dan has my email address. You can call me about that one and let me know Excuse a little me. bit more details. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I think because I think you nailed it on, right on the head there, Bill. If this guy like his roster is pretty good and he just needs that quarterback to kind of fill it out, you can get him luck. Um, I don't like that. Right. And it's not like you're getting some amazing things in return. Like you said, this is non PPR, so Sproles is completely devalued. Justin Blackman. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. No. I would not do this deal. Email Bill. Yeah. Bill will uh, – I'll help you out, Dan. Help him out. Dan's my man. Uh, he knows why. Uh, let's jump back to the phone line side, 855-478-7030, where our friend Walt is patiently waiting. has a lot of injuries at running back, so he needs some help here. What's up, Walt? Hey, Walter. Okay. Wally. What's up, Walt? You there, Hello. bud? Yes. Yeah, you got you got to shut the radio down in the background. Yes, there. I'm here. Yes. Yeah, you got to shut the radio okay. down in the background. Okay, that's, yes, that's not going to work out. He's calling from outer space. <laughs> I don't know where Walt was in that one, but that is not going to work out. He can call us back if he wants to, 855-478-7030. But when you call back, you have to have the radio down, otherwise we hear an echo in the background and it just becomes it sounds like you're in orbit. Yeah, that, that, that was not fun. Um, back to the emails. Jeff S is a longtime listener and subscriber. He's three and zero so far. Way to go, jo- uh, Jeff. Keep it going here. Question one, Todd: Should he drop the Patriots' defense for the Chiefs' defense or the Dallas Cowboys? I'm going all in on the Chiefs this weekend, playing against the Giants. Agree. Question agree. two: Luke Keekley is in an IDP league. Is on a bye this week. Does he drop Luke? No, you can't drop Luke Keekley for Carlos Dansby. Uh, number one deep player so far this year by points to fill in for the bye. I'm not dropping Keekly. He led the league in touchdowns last year as a rookie. The kid is a playmaker. I would rather see you drop, I don't know. <laughs> I would rather see you drop someone else. I don't know who else you can drop. Keekly to me. I mean, I know Dansby. <sighs> Let me just look at the rest of the way rankings for IDP, guys. Linebackers. Where's Dansby at? I just know Keekly is like a premier middle linebacker in the league. And, of course, my IDP rankings are not loading right now. <laughs> um, IDP linebacker. Luke Keekly is number one on our rest of the way rankings for IDP. Carlos Dansby is number four. That's close. But, I mean, Keekly is our guy. He's number one. Dansby is number four. What would you do, Todd? Uh, how many IDP leagues are you in right now? Zero. Yeah. I don't mess around with that. I got our, our guy, Mike Leitz, our, you know, uh, the one of the other uh, experts at FFChamps.com, does an amazing job with IDP. He is the authority when it comes to uh, in def- individual defensive players. So I just leave all that up to him. I'm not even trying to mess around with it. 
He's that. He's he's an animal. He's a machine when it comes to IDP guys. Uh, You can hit him up on Twitter, at FFChamps underscore Leets, with all your IDP questions. He does the rest of the way rankings for IDP players. He's got Keekly at number one. So I'm not dropping Keekly. If Mike Leeds believes in Keekly, I believe in Keekly. Uh, I'm not Keekly, dropping him. Keekly's an animal. Yeah, he's he's just too good. So, uh, I mean, definitely don't want to drop him. So, yeah, hit hit up uh, or, or hit us up, and we can forward it to, to Leeds, and he'll, he'll yeah. get you all squared away on that. Uh, sticking with the emails here, um, Matt wants to know, second-year listener, first-time subscriber, 2-0 and in his work league. Uh, he left 50 points on the bench. He sh- should have started Josh Gordon. That that hurts. Uh, at least he won money playing at DraftKings. Thanks for your advice. Todd, another person won cash playing at DraftKings.com because of our uh, bargain buys, our best buys, our overpriced players that we do on our Thursday show. But I like putting money in people's pockets. I like to hear that. I won at DraftKings this weekend. Uh, we had an emailer earlier in the show saying that he won $300 at DraftKings, and then here's Matt saying that he won some money too. Nice. And don't worry about leaving Josh Gordon on the bench. I mean, realistically, Bill, you know, we, we, we told everybody in the preseason to stash away Gordon for when he comes back, but he was coming back to a rough situation. They just traded away. They basically just waved the white flag they're giving up on the season. They They had a third-string quarterback playing, and they said, oh, by the way, we're trying to trade Josh Gordon. Right. He, despite all of that, he still the guy blew it up. So you can't kill yourself for not playing him. I didn't play him. I have him in, on literally every team. I have him because, Bill, I got him in like the late rounds. Right. Everybody was forgetting about him on, on draft day. I stashed him away. And now, I'm, now I'm sitting pretty for the rest of the year. Are so you, you selling him high? Yourself. What's that? Are you, are you selling him high? Uh, based on what we've seen from Brian Hoyer, based on what we know about the Cleveland Browns, do you think he's a sell-high candidate? Well, he he is a sell-high candidate. I need him in one of my leagues because I've got, like, Dwayne Bowe. Like, i got a couple stinkers. Dwayne right. Bowe, T.Y. Hilton. So I need him in on a couple rosters. But on, the, on a couple other ones, I'm pretty loaded. He might not even see my starting lineup anyway. So, yeah, I would I would definitely consider selling him high right now. All right, back to our friend Matt here. Uh, who left Gordon on the bench, can't blame you. He's got a waiver wire question. Todd, this one's going to make you nuts. He dropped Giovanni Bernard and picked up no-show Moreno because he got impatient. I don't know how people can do this. What He got impatient in one week? Giovanni Bernard had two touchdowns in week two. Total overreaction by one game. Huge major mistake. I don't know how people can do something like that. At least check with us first. You're checking with us now. You should have checked with us before that one. We would have said, no way, Jose, because Giovanni Bernard, one of our favorite players, we knew he was going to be worked slowly into the the starting lineup for the Bengals in their backfield. And already in week three, he's playing 50% of the snaps. How? So if he's listening to our DraftKings advice, did he listen to the rest of the show? Because we've – is any show touted Gio Bernard more than us? I don't think so. I've been touting this any, guy for nine months. Has any show called Nosha Moreno a bigger headache than us? We have, You and I combined are in a million leagues. I have I have Nosha Moreno in no leagues. Zero. I have Gio Bernard in like 75% of my leagues. Yeah. Ugh, that kills me. And it's a .5 PPR. 
Yeah, that's a tough one, Matt. Um, what's let's see. Should he pick up Donnie Avery or Brandon Bolden? Ugh. Yeah, see? man, he had, he had Geo. You had Geo. Now uh, he's got Moreno. Well, he I mean, you know, right now he's got he's got Jamal Charles is is his top running back and he's got mm-hmm. Nile Davis handcuffed. So basically uh he's also carrying a, a second tight end, Bill. Yeah, I don't really like that. In Greg Olson, um, Orange Julius, as long as he's playing. Olson's he's... on a bye this week. What's that? Olson's, Olson's on, on a bye, bye this week? Yeah. So I'm I'm just trying to surveying his, his roster here. I'm benching, uh, I'm dropping Olson if I'm dropping anyone. Who are you picking up? Donnie Avery? He's just going to be like Eddie Royale with cheese, Bill. He's, he, yeah. He had 141 yards this past week against the Eagles. First two games combined, he had 50 yards. Right. So, you know, I'm not high on Donnie Avery. Brandon Bolden, we talked about him earlier in the show, Bill. Interesting. Um, Patriots are have been wildly inconsistent from week to week in their offense so far, and it's not going to get any more consistent when Gronk and uh, Amendola get back. Eventually, Vereen gets back. It's a total crazy mess. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, maybe drop Olsen for Bolden on a flyer. Yeah, I guess I would go with Bolden because he has the two tight ends and he needs running backs. Yeah. So if I'm doing anything here, I'm dropping Olsen, adding Bolden, but I'm not real uh, crazy about it, you know? The only thing that I'm doing here is trying to find a time machine and going back to that day that you dropped Giovanni Bernard for Noshan Moreno. He mentions here how he's trying to set himself for the rest of the way because there's all a giant pot on the line. Well, is shot any player in the foot. sexier you pl- down the line than Gio Bernard? No. Pull the plaxico burst, dude. Big time. <laughs> she shot did. Shot in the leg? Yeah, shot himself in the leg. Nice. I like the reference. You pull the, you, you, that you hurts. Pull the, you, you pull the plaques. That's what we're going to refer to that on the, for the You know why that hurts? Because we get so many emails and, and tweets and stuff, Bill. The opposite, saying, thank you so much. You know, I, I stashed away Geo. I've been patient. Right. Right, and now he's coming. He's starting to come through. I can see what you guys are talking about. Oh my God, what if he becomes the RB one there? Think of all the you know potential, blah blah blah. And then we get this email, which is completely the opposite. I just don't get how you can be impatient after just one game. It's like, I, and I said it after that week one uh, string of games. I said it. You're gonna do all your draft preparation, all your mock drafts, all the late nights trying to carve out a draft strategy for yourself. And then you're just going to throw it out after one game? Like, it just it doesn't make sense. And for people to just panic, I, I never got that. I never got that. Anyway. No, I, I agree. Back to the tra- back to the emails. Uh, I don't There's see so many this- emails here. That's why I'm... I, I'm uh... Yeah, it's getting crazy. Uh, we have an, a trade offer f- uh, for our friend Andy Brewster. He given He's giving up Tom Brady, Darren Sproles, and Dwayne Bowe. He's getting Andre Ellington, Darren McFadden, and Andrew Luck. It's a non-PPR league. I don't have any tr- faith in McFadden. He's giving up Dwayne Bowe, getting back two running backs. He's losing out on Tom Brady. I'm not doing this deal. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I don't really see it. I think Brady can be huge down the stretch. Yeah, I do too. I think Brady, he's been disappointing. I mean, agreed. Everyone saw the stat last night that ESPN threw in our face a million times. Peyton Manning broke Tom Brady's record for most touchdowns in three games, blah, 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 all that stuff. Man, when they get Gronk and Amendola back, if it can ever get those two guys back, which it's looking like it's going to happen sooner than later, Brady, you know, he'll put some numbers up, I think. Yeah. You agree? I think so too. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, he's getting, like you said, McFadden. What did he have last night? He, luckily, he scored that touchdown at the end because at, at that point, I think he had 10 rushes for eight yards. Yeah. And then he scored at the end, a garbage touchdown. Ellington we like, but it's a little too early to, you know, go gaga over Ellington. He's just kind of a nice guy to keep an eye on, stash away in a deep league. So um, I'm not doing this deal. Let's hop over to the phone lines. Tim in St. Louis wants to know who we should start yeah, for the Buffalo Bills. What's up, Tim? Yeah, pretty good. Hey, I was wanted to get a, uh, maybe some advice for a, a week four uh, starting lineup. Uh, real quick, uh, I have uh, Trent Richardson, Darren Sproles, C.J. Fred, and then my wide receivers are Julian Edelman, Deshaun Jackson, Wayne Bow, and uh, Josh Gordon and Chris Givens. My question is, should I uh, sit C.J. or Fred and play uh, three receivers or roll with my uh, three running backs in uh, Darren Sproles and Trent and play Fred over Spiller? What do you think, Bill? I mean, it's a little early in the week. We don't really know Spiller's yeah. status yet, do we, for next week? Way too early. Uh, we don't We don't even know if he's going to be playing. If he doesn't play, I guess Fred Jackson would be a pretty good candidate, but don't forget, he's playing against the Ravens. I mean, they just shut down Arian Foster and Ben T. I wouldn't expect a whole lot from Fred Jackson. So what do you think? So then would you would you start just Trent and Sproles and then start three wide receivers? Yeah, it depends who the wide receivers are. Who's your, thir- who's your third wide receiver? I have uh, Julian Edelman, Deshaun yeah. Jackson, Dwayne Bow, and Josh Gordon. I'd probably sit Bow and play Gordon, Jackson, and Edelman. Yeah, I, I kind of like that over Fred Jackson. Uh, even if C.J. Spiller's playing, I mean, he's just been such a major letdown. I might play Josh Gordon over him, too. Yeah, you know what? I mean, unfortunately, it's, it's pretty early in the week, so we really don't know about the Bills situation. But um, right now, as it stands at this moment, I would go Edelman, Djax, and Gordon along with Trent and Sproles. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that, too. I am. I mean, he's smart. He has Gordon. He, he stashed away Gordon. Time to use him. Yeah. Uh, let's go over back to the email. A lot of emails, Todd. Wow. People are really banking on our advice this week, and unfortunately you weren't very happy with the waiver wire list, and that seems like it's a lot of the questions for uh, thus far today. Uh, Dave from New Jersey. You know why, Todd? It's a lot of the injuries, and there's bye weeks. Well, there's only two bye teams. Well, one is the yeah. Packers, though. Think about Yeah, that's right. D'Angelo Williams, Cam Newton, Steve Smith, maybe throwing Greg Olson. From the Packers, you got Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, one of their running backs, maybe Jermichael Finley. That's like nine players right there. That's a lot. Well, yeah, you're right. And the, the Panthers are coming off a big week. So yeah. <clears throat> just when they were starting to gain some momentum, now they're on by. All right, so our friend Dave in Jersey wants to know, should he pick up Brandon Bolden? Uh, he has, I'm just looking through his list here. He has Fred Davis that he can drop. Yes, I would drop Fred Davis. And on his second team, he has Zach Sudfeld. Yes, I would drop Zach Sudfeld. Both situations, he has other tight ends. Agreed. Yeah, that was pretty easy. Take a flyer on Bolden. More upside and than either of those guys. Yep. That was the only player that he, uh, okay. he, he listed there. So don't, I don't go know crazy on it, considering. but. <clears throat> Given his situation, Bill, it makes sense. But don't go crazy on him. You might be dropping Bolden in a week or two. You know True. who knows. Uh, next email is from Walt. Currently has four running backs: Bernard Pierce, Ray Rice, Trent Richardson, Eddie Lacy. He needs running backs. He has three quarterbacks: Todd, Sam Bradford, Tom Brady, and Carson Palmer. Seven wide receivers. <laughs> He's thinking of dropping Dwayne Bowen Palmer to pick up Brandon Bolden and Isaiah Pede. 
Not dropping Bo yet. Is Bo his – all right, so he says he has seven wide receivers. Is Bo his last wide receiver? <laughs> yeah, you guarantee he didn't draft him as his last wide receiver. Yeah. So who do you think is – I mean, I, I don't want to just say who do you think is who, – who, I would drop his – whoever his seventh wide receiver is, that's who I'm dropping. Bo is probably his fourth or fifth wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I'm not dropping Bo yet. Matt, uh, Bill, I dropped Bo – was it two years ago? Yeah, and they blew up. And then guess what happened? I wound up facing one of my arch enemies in the fantasy Super Bowl, and guess who he had on his team? Yeah, Bo. I, re- I remember because that I year. dropped him. I remember that year. It was awful. I lost. It seems to happen a lot with him. Yeah, so I'm not dropping him yet. It's three weeks into the season. Um, the Chiefs are a good team, you know. Uh, I'm worried about him, of course. But I'm not dropping him. Not drop Carson Palmer. Pick up pick up Brandon Bolden. Whoever your seventh wide receiver is, that's who I would drop to, to get peed. Yeah. Um. Our, our friend Matt says that he was looking at the rest of the way rankings, which is why he went with no show instead of Giovanni Bernard. They might have been they might have been a three position difference. That's Matt, who dropped Giovanni Bernard in favor of Noshan Moreno. Yeah. Yeah. Big mistake. I'm looking back. I got a, I got a close loop on this Dwayne Bowe thing. 2010, Bill. Okay. All right. Yeah. He starts off the year. Thir- game one, 13 yards. Game two, 45 yards. Game one, or game three, 61 yards. And then he's on bye. Okay? So he does nothing in week four. And then week five, 33 yards. So mm. through four weeks, he had about 130 yards through five weeks, because he had a buy in there, 130 yards and a touchdown. It's crazy. Re- end of the year, he winds up with 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns. <laughs> okay? That's what you're drop. dealing with, with Dwayne Bowe. Uh, when they decide to throw it to him, and by the way, you know there, there was a rumor circulating in Philadelphia that Andy Reid tried to draft Dwayne Bowe, so he did like Dwayne Bowe back during the draft, whenever that was, years ago. Right. Uh, who knows if his, you know, he might have changed his tune now that he's seen him practice and stuff. But um, I'm just real careful dropping Dwayne Bow. I'm a little, I might not be starting him this week, Bill, but I'm not dropping him yet. Not dropping him yet. I'm not dropping him yet either. Uh, only because I, like you said, Todd, he seems to be like you know it takes a couple weeks to get started. People are worried about Alex's Smith, Alex Smith's arm. But think about the quarterbacks that, that Dwayne Bowe has been playing with the last couple of years. Matt Castle, Brady Quinn. Uh, who was that guy from Pitt that they signed and played him week one? You know, one week, Tyler Palco, or who the heck was that? They had Palco for a while. Yeah, Palco. Uh, I think they had uh, – who the heck's the backup for Tony Romo? Didn't they have him for one or two games? Uh, who knows? Not good. Kyle Orton. I think they had Kyle Orton for one or two games. So Dwayne Bow one game with Matt Castle as his stinking quarterback against Seattle mm. had 13 catches, 170 yards, and three touchdowns. That's Dwayne Bow, baby. <laughs> yeah, just I'm I'm just not giving up on him. Too early to give up on him. Way too early. Uh, we have an email from Brian has a trade question. T.Y. Hillen for Le'Veon Bell. 
I don't know enough about your team. You literally just wrote uh, six words. T.Y. Hillen for Le'Veon Bell. Five words. I don't know enough about your team. I don't know if you need running backs. I don't know if you need more receivers. I don't know if T.Y. Hillen could be your second wide receiver. Le'Veon Bell could be your sixth running back. Got to know some more details about your team. I'll say this for everyone out there that's down on T.Y. Hilton. I, I, I Honestly, I think the reports are that he's banged up a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's playing through it, and he's not. That, he's a speed guy, and he doesn't have the speed right now. So, um, you know, that's I think that's part of it, Bill. I really think he's more a little more injured than people believe. He, he has the need for speed. <laughs> he has the need for speed. Uh, you know, um Le'Veon Bell, I mean, if the guy needs running backs, then yeah, I would do this deal. You know? Yeah. If he needs running backs, Le'Veon Bell is a guy to, to grab. He should be back in the, He should be back soon, right? I would think so. I mean, he's a starting running back when he's back, presumably. Um, right? Yeah, but their offensive line is terrible. I know. I don't know. I mean, we don't know anything about this guy's team, like you said, Bill. But if T.Y. Hilton is his wide receiver four or wide receiver five, and he's struggling at running back, you know, I'd consider doing the deal. Did I miss any emails, Todd? You know, I get a headache during this time of day when we're going through 50 emails. I'm trying to read them while we're doing a show. Did I miss anyone? I think I got to all of them. I think so. Josh, are you still you alive on the other side? I'm still here. All right. Just checking. Just wanted to check in with you, bud. I'm good. All right. Just wanted to make sure. So, Bill. Yeah. To, you know, we got a couple minutes left in the show here. You know, I think it's pretty well known that you're a New York Giants fan. Yes. How much does it hurt you right now that the New York Jets are 2-1? and one? You know, you know when – I'm not going to be this. This is I'm going to try really hard for this not to come across sexist. Okay, I'm going to try really, really, really hard. Here we go, Josh. Get ready. So, (laughs) you know, the Jets look looked good against the Buffalo Bills. They looked bad against the New England Patriots, and they got lucky in Week One against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they got that last second field goal. The Giants have looked terrible. I will not make any excuses. I will not try to paint them in any positive fashion. They looked awful. They looked bad against the Cowboys. They looked bad against the Denver Broncos. And they looked even worse against the Carolina Panthers. But when I have, and it doesn't matter that it was a female. It just happened to be in this situation. When I have people screaming in my face that the Jets are better than the Giants, that the Giants suck, and, you know, the Jets are, are the second coming of the 2007 New England Patriots, and they're, you know, they're, they're the best team in the league, and the Giants are go. so bad. It, it frustrates me to no end that I want to pick up whatever I'm drinking and just smash it against a person's head. Now, if it was a guy, that probably would have happened this weekend. But it was a girl, so instead I just looked at her and I was like, "Listen, you, like you don't know anything about football. Like you're really not going to just try to talk to me or scream in my face and tell me that the Jets are are the you know the best team in New York City right now. It drives me crazy, Todd. Bill, it maybe drives me that's crazy. What happened. Maybe that's what happened with Jacoby Jones and this uh, Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea. Maybe he was like, "Your Giants." 
not better than the Jets. And Sweet Pete had enough, and she bonked him on the head with a bo- champagne bottle. You know, God works in mysterious ways. I think he put that Jet fan as a female in front of me because it was, if it was a, a guy, there were you know I I wouldn't be doing this show right now. I might be, yeah, I might be somewhere else. Cops might be coming, but. You know that it just it frustrates. Me. Now listen, Dallas Cowboys are the same way. They're telling me that the Giants, you know, the Giants are so bad. The Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. This and that. We're going to win the Super Bowl at MetLife and at, at your field. Like, give me a break. Are you serious? Like, do you guys remember who your quarterback is, Captain Choke Artist, uh, to Tony Romo at the end of the year? So uh, the Giants are terrible. I'm not going to make any excuses for them. But don't don't come at me like. They didn't win. They didn't just win two Super Bowls in the last six years. All right, don't come at me that Geno Smith, a rookie from West Virginia that hasn't played more than a quarter of the season yet, is better than a two-time Super Bowl MVP. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And you don't hear me go on a lot of giant rants or jet rants or cowboy rants. It doesn't affect the way I do my fantasy football rankings. If anything, I rank the Giants lower than I really should be, only because I'm trying to counter my bias that. You know, it doesn't affect the way I do fantasy football. But when people are coming up to me talking trash about the Giants and they're rooting for the Cowboys or the Jets, I have a major problem with it. If you're a Bronco fan, if you're a Patriots fan, if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, if you're a Kansas Chiefs fan, I'm taking it in the chin because your teams look great right now. But you're the Jets or you're the Cowboys and you're beating up on the Rams and the Bills? Give me a break. Josh, I think we should start a new segment every week. It's just called Bill's Rant. And we just let him go. I, I know Bill it. pretty well. I know what pushes his buttons, and uh, I'll come up with something each week. We can just let him go, and then you and I can, you know, take a little coffee break while he goes. Pencil in for the last segment of every show. What do you think? And on a high note. See, Bill is so frustrated right now. Now we're going to go off the air, and he's going to stew until the next show. Yeah, I'm going to need to have a beverage or something, a cocktail. Have a it's, two, it's two o'clock in the afternoon on the East Coast, and I'm working my way up to a cocktail. <laughs> Uh, that's a great way to end the show, Bill. Thank yes, you for that. that we is all a good needed way. that. It's been a rough, uh, rough three weeks for Giants fans. Yeah, it's been bad. And uh, would I be crazy to say that they're going to go seven and two in their next nine games? What? Seven and two in their next nine games. They need to beat whoa, one. Whoa, whoa. They need to beat one of the Bears, Packers, or the Chiefs in order to make that happen. Are you saying? That, is this a prediction? Uh, seven and two in their next nine. So they're going seven and two in the next nine. Yeah, that's your prediction. Next, yep, in their next nine. Okay, and where are the Jets going to be in the next nine? Oh, I don't know. I I, didn't, I haven't even looked at their schedule yet. Hmm. All right, well, you know, you someone know. called me, and it's funny. The Jets fans, you know, they they just are like they just Here we don't go again, get Josh. it. They just don't get it. Like it's September. <laughs> it's not even October yet. And these Jet fans, I got an email from an angry FF Champ subscriber because I didn't have Santonio Holmes high enough on our rankings. Santonio Holmes is a guy that hasn't done anything throughout the whole year. The Bills actually did a good job against Tom Brady. They did a good job against their Week 2 opponent shutting down the pass, the Carolina Panthers. And I got a, a, a hate mail from a Jets fan because I didn't tell him to start Santonio Holmes or because I laughed when, when, when he asked uh, if he should start Santonio Holmes. Meanwhile, I think his other option was like Stevie Johnson and uh, James Jones from the Packers. So, you know, sometimes my crystal ball is broken. And for Jet fans, they take that to heart. But it is what it is. Let's wrap this bad boy up.
All right. Uh, I want to thank our show producer, Josh Deering. Did an excellent job today keeping us on the air, answering all of your telephone calls. Speaking of the callers, we want to thank you guys for tuning in along with our emailers. And for everyone out there that's not emailing or not calling, what are you guys waiting for? We love interacting with our audience. So please, next time on Thursday, we'll be back here on Football Nation Radio, uh, t- 2 to uh, – no. 12 to 2 Eastern Standard Time. So call us or email us. You can also hit us up on Twitter at FFChamps. Todd is at CFFGeek. And I am at Bill Enright. Todd, any closing words before we kick it off? Uh, Santonio Holmes, I just looked it up. Last 39 games, I think he has 500-yard games. Okay, thank you. Just wanted to make sure. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so we'll be back on Thursday. We appreciate you listening to Fantasy Football Champs. Best of luck on the waiver wire and best of luck in week four. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.